Welcome back to the Pixel Den. I'm Dan, your host, along with my co-host, Seabass. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. What's going on, guys? Uh, I hope everyone is staying cool and watching a lot of good stuff out there. So uh, let's get to it, man. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff we're going to chat about. Yeah. But I want to post, so real quick, I know we talked about this before about like watching movies that, watching movies that people have, that everyone has seen, but then watching it with someone who's never seen it before. Mm -hmm. So Shawshank Redemption's on, it's marathon now because it's TBS, right? So it's just always on. Classic. So it was just one of those nights where we, uh, with a kid just like went to bed, you know, I was just exhausted. I just didn't want to do anything. So I was like, oh, Shawshank's on. Let me just rewatch Shawshank on cable TV. So everything's edited. It takes forever. It's like literally the worst way you can watch it. Yes. But I was watching it and I was like, okay, cool. This is Shawshank, right? Yeah. And just like listening to, you know, Morgan Freeman's dialogue through that, which reminded, which kind of made me kind of sad at the same time because it made me miss good dialogue because there's not. You're talking about like narration? Just not just even just straight or up. Or just straight script writing. The whole writing. thing. The whole thing. Just straight up script writing. You know, Ain't that the like truth. stupid stuff with like, you know, it's like, all right, you know, it's like, this, you know, everyone knows, you know, there's a con like me in, in every prison in America. You know, I'm the guy who can get it for you. It's yeah. like stuff like that. It's like, okay. And it was just like watching, like, and of course, listening to Morgan Freeman talk. Like, you can do that all day. I don't care who you are. But the man I was, has the voice of a god. Oh, absolutely. You know, despite even, you know, the pretty much Me Too shit that he got hit with. Yep. Um, but no one is safe. No, no, absolutely not. Um, Even Morgan Freeman. And that's what it is, you know. But my what I was getting at was uh, the fact that you just get entranced in the dialogue of that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's all you that's all you really need. You know, you can just yeah, because you know most of it takes place. In a prison, there's various flashbacks and, and whatnot, but... But even uh, the flashbacks are super minimal. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. So you really need the acting and the dialogue to really carry it. And Frank Darabont, I believe, was the director for that, right? I believe so. And the writer? <laughs> I can't be too sure. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a classic case of just a movie that just ages into eternity. <laughs> I'm, 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 I immediately thought of the gladiator line, like, yeah, what we yeah, do in life echoes, echoes in eternity. eternity. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't know how yeah, you no, can't uh, get Frank, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Darabout is the one who directed it, and uh, he also wrote it. He wrote the screenplay. Stephen right. King wrote the, obviously, uh, wrote the uh, novella. Novella. Which right. is okay. <laughs> oh, so you've read the... Uh, yes, I read it. So you think the movie adaptation is better than the book? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, like, just give you a general idea. Uh, I haven't like, read the book, so... I'm... I mean, it's actually kind of hard to find. It's not really, at least when I was trying to read it years ago, but what I found is Stephen King does this where he he's written so much that not everything he writes is gold, but they're all bestsellers. Mm-hmm. Like, even, I think he's even said, his Opus Magnus, like, his greatest writing is the Dark Tower series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. his most ambitious, and it's, like, finally, like, out of, like, kind of set up, quote-unquote, like, the Stephen King universe, because a lot of those books are interconnected. Go on YouTube, guys, and I guarantee you, you will find hundreds, if not thousands, of videos of people like oh, yeah. connecting the Dissecting dots, dissecting it, and everything. Um, mm-hmm. and even I can like I'll read some of the books like on offshoots. I'm like, oh, there's that character. He was referenced in such and such book. You know, Pennywise is all over those books. Basically, like Easter eggs within yeah. the books. Yeah, and with. The Shawshank Redemption. The title of the book, the novella, is Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I believe that's the full title of it. Um, yeah, Rita a, Hayworth as in the Rita Hayworth? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the first poster he gets. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so. Oh, so, so that's what the, okay. 
yeah, yeah. But I remember not being. I mean, now, I mean, granted, when I was trying to find this book, I was in like like high school. Amazon then was not what Amazon is now. No, um, not at all. So finding, I mean, I'm pretty sure now in like five seconds I could probably find that book. But back then it was like kind of hard to find a copy of it. Um, but I remember reading it and just to give you a general idea. Like Red is like an Irish guy. It's not a black. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not a black Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what I was kind of kind of alluding to is this is just even now I've watched that movie probably a thousand times. Classic. You know, but even still the dialogue mm-hmm. holds up some of those lines are just you know they carry you know like I said this little guy like get you, busy you know, living you know there's tons of those like uh type of quotes so it was just kind of just like a return to you know just like oh yeah i wish they would still make movies like this and they can't because it costs so much to make these movies and the return on investment has to be guaranteed and you can't do that with a movie ironically that took a hit yeah like, nobody like they didn't make money on initially on the shawshank no it was it was probably not successful at all and it was probably one of those movies that was like cult classic that grew in popularity Mm -hmm. as the years went on and then obviously with the tv airings well that was the thing Uh, i think it's like ted turner he saw it it didn't do well in the theaters like it wasn't a bomb it didn't get like destroyed by reviewers or anything just no one saw it yeah i think was the year i think it came out in 94 and 94 had some heavy hitters 94 was uh, i mean you had pulp fiction in that same year yeah that that was a tough year to compete in terms of uh yeah you had pulp fiction i think uh clear and present danger lay on the professional comes out speed comes out like that movie doesn't fit you know so natural what, born killers the mask interview in... with the vampire forrest gump and clerks like come yeah. on talk about a, a weighted year did it did it come out like during the holidays in 94 or was it um well, let's see what our lovely wikipedia says or what lovely wikipedia says september september so right around fall fall is kind of a dead month yeah. in for movies it's a shame because you know, Castle Rock was doing some great movies, too. I mean, they did, like, you know, uh, In the Line of Fire, which... It's no longer a studio, right? Or uh, it, it got ate up by someone. It got, I, it's a, it's which a, is the way it is now. Uh, because I think it got gobbled up by Warner Brothers. So, there you go. Like they is it now? Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it's uh, just, like, these massive... There's only, like, three big kahunas now i would say three or four big Kahuna i mean i think even paramount might be for sale soon i think you know it's yeah. just like these epic not epic these mammoth studios are now getting gobbled up by the bigger guys and it's you know they say you know disney's gonna wind up owning everything but i mean if you're gonna get gobbled up might as well be disney yeah, because you know. they have the money and resources. They have the money and the resources. They're never going to kill your projects. They're going to throw, you know, the worst case scenario, you get thrown on Disney Plus and at least your stuff gets out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whether it's good or not remains to be seen. Well, but, yeah, uh, and that's kind of the thing. It's like, yeah. That's like, that's what happened with, um, I think it's like Batgirl. Yeah, 90 they, mil- they a $90 million dollar project. Totally, they just shelved. They totally shelved. Michael Keaton is Batman in that and they just shelved it. Now, I kind of understand why they did that. I don't agree that they did it. But I totally, I think I understand why. The brand of Batman is American lexicon. Mm-hmm. Batman, and don't give me that, you know, I'm not getting into the culture war of, oh, Batman versus Superman. None of that crap. Batman is one of the most identifiable IPs America has right up there with Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, all the, just to kind of put it on the echelons. Now, I can't, you know, I haven't seen a movie, you know, but something tells me if it's that bad. Now, granted, 90 million, not a lot of money for a superhero movie. No, it was probably. But what I'm thinking is. Especially they, the, the actress, she wasn't that big for stardom. She wasn't, you know, in a, but it's like, that's not the first time, like, they've given a shot. But granted, this was supposed to go straight to streaming. But my view on this is that I'm thinking that they are still trying to kind of, like, not, not repair, but maintain the IP. Because mm-hmm. Batman movies 
movies are pretty much are right up there with like James Bond movies. Like there is a certain sure. formula. Sure, I could see careful, that. Careful, don't fuck it up. Yeah, you know, there was a time where we thought we killed Batman. Like Batman was done after well, the um, Clooney, Batman, the Clooney, the Clooney Batman, and Schwarzenegger Batman yeah. almost was a nail in the coffin for that franchise. Yeah, I mean, it's like talk about every bad decision. And granted, George Clooney goes around joking. Like, no, it's not his fault. You know, it's the script, yeah. it's the directing, it's like everything. You know, it's and I understand like how they wanted to get away from you know Batman and Batman Returns, like from that the style, Burton the Tim Burton's, because they realized we have to sell action figures, we have to sell toys. Um, but weren't they still doing that with the Batman? They Batman were, movies? and they want to do hey, it man, more. I but have, I, I have a uh, toy Bruce Wayne Manor that like shifts into like different. <laughs> uh, I remember, man, because I, I, I bought every goddamn toy. But yeah, you're right. I, I think I, they they wanted to I, lean more into. Well, I think because also if you rewatch now, okay, hot take, kind of controversial. Not a fan of Tim Burton. Um. Okay. Not I'm a not fan. gonna fight you for it. Uh. Yeah. It's no I one like, does. No I like Tim Burton. I know so you're not I, gonna I, die I'm, on that hill. I'm not gonna but. be like, go go f yourself, man. <laughs> Tim Burton's the man. I I think. And don't get me wrong. Like Batman Returns, growing up was one of my favorite movies. But now rewatching I was in love it with what's her name, uh, Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Yeah. Mole mole. Although try getting that character made today, you shouldn't. <laughs> first off, and you can't. Basically a dominatrix. Um, uh. Yeah, but it's like you're not like doing you know that story but what i mean is my problem is like if i, I rewatch the batman like you know batman and batman returns and i kind of don't like them anymore and i really i mean i i have like that fondness that i had when i was a kid you know that's still there but is it too outdated you feel like no i just think it's like the style the the style of like gotham and like not really don't get me wrong like jack nicholson as the joker is amazing yeah. michael keaton as batman is awesome like the casting's perfect yeah in both movies there's not one bad cast character like th there's no one that was like oh really they, they went that route uh to this day danny devito is although i did like colin farrell's uh i really yes yeah, so that's what yeah colin farrell's take it was on, more grounded i more, really less like, cartoonish it's a, than see, danny that's DeVito's. the thing with the batman stuff you can't compare them because they are all very different themes and styles yes so it's like the the most recent Batman you cannot compare to the Nolan stuff and you can't really compare the Nolan stuff to the Schumacher stuff or the Tim Burton like none of them can be matched up together because they're very different yeah. and they're supposed to be like yeah. they're not supposed to be continuations they're supposed to tell his story I mean even Zack Snyder's version of Batman is its own thing actually I kind of liked I mean hey man Ben Affleck gets a bad rap I, I thought his betrayal of I, Batman was the most physical yeah. I think most... the casting for the Snyder stuff is good like I can't think of anything or I was like, that's a little cringe. Like, you know, the casting for Harley Quinn is perfect. I mean, maybe the Will Smith stuff uh, was kind of like Dead great. Deadshot, when he was Deadshot. Deadshot yeah. wasn't great. Uh, I like that character. I wasn't a big fan of Will Smith as that character. Mm -hmm. And actually, you know, Jared Leto is not a great Joker. You know, I kind of dug that he went with like a kind of like cartel, like, you know, gangster kind of style. Yeah, you as know, opposed that... to the psychotic and jestery. Yeah, like with the the what um, Heath Ledger was doing with Joker. Mm -hmm. Where I was going with this is uh, after my little tangent about the Batman is that I can understand why they were like, all right, we're going to shelve this. And it probably wasn't that bad of a movie. But something tells me they knew this isn't going to do us any good. Like, we're not going to get any anything good out of this. We're just going to get bad press. And we have the Batman movie, which was popular, and we're planning to do a sequel on that. And not to mention, we're doing the sequel to Joker, which is going to have Lady Gaga in it. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much a fucking musical in Arkham, yeah. which is like, cool, do weird stuff. <laughs> and we've talked about this. 
Give yeah. me weird g- at this point. Give me point. different and weird, yeah. Like, we have had my entire life of just standard stuff, and that's always there, and I love that I can always go back to it. Mm-hmm. Give me weird stuff now. Yeah. And that, I'm like, yeah, totally. Give me a lot of Lady Gaga in a musical in Arkham with the Joker. Sure. With Joaquin Phoenix? <laughs> Why not? Let's go. Like, at this point, I'll People go see that. watch, hell yeah. Um, you know, but that's where I think it's like, all right, we got this, and those, those have themes and style. Mm-hmm. Now, like, going to straight to streaming is the equivalent of going direct to VHS when we were kids. Which is bizarre to me, because... Uh, uh, you and I, we just talked about this off air, but um, we watched the most recent Predator movie, Prey, yeah. and that went straight to Hulu, which I could have sworn that it was going to be in theaters I first. I thought so too. And then but... I saw Hulu grabbed it, yeah. and maybe because they didn't think it was going to get as much... Uh, I really liked it. So I think critics, I thought, critics were pretty high on it as well. Actually, yeah. I think it's the most popular at the time of this recording. I think Hulu was saying it was like their most popular product yet for film. Like, so win for streaming and well, sucks for the theaters. You have, okay, so the director, he did uh, Cloverfield Lane, which mm-hmm. is an ama- Cloverfield Lane, which mm-hmm. I love that movie. Yeah. And I think we, we talked about this on the Lost episode, but my affinity for that trailer, to me, made me automatically like the movie. Yeah. Because the initial teaser trailer that they launch i got it early in the morning so like i didn't get any of the news or any of the media about it yet yeah and it's like pray i'm like all right let me watch this trailer right i got 10 minutes before this work meeting let me just watch this video real quick and it's like amazing camera angle of the pretty much just i hate describing trailers on audio but screw it um it's kind of a bird's eye view of the forest right yeah which the movie one of those rare instances where the trailer actually reflected what the movie was going to look like yeah and it was was beautifully oh that's what i was going to get that's where i was going to it was like the cinematography is amazing like the top shot where she spins on the tree limb it's awesome and like you see the trailer and it just like there's a slow slow crawl of director of 10 Cloverfield Lane and I'm like okay okay what's he doing and then I see like an indigenous woman run through the woods and I'm like okay so we're doing kind of you know like like a dances with wolves you know like return to nature kind of story and then like she's running and then she's staring at the forest she's like oh shit something's chasing her what's coming out there like a bear or something and then like then you see the three spokes and you're like oh shit they're doing another predator bro and it was so great and but they don't really do trailers like that anymore most trailers ruin the movie now and I get why because we're in the era of TikTok I think the initial trailers of some movies are really good it's just that as as it goes on and the marketing continues to get closer to the movie it tends to spoil stuff and and yeah. it tends to show a side of the movie like oh this i thought this was one thing and now it looks like it's gonna be something different and maybe i don't want to watch it anymore but or, still yeah. it's like great that that was the big uh you know the big oh, sequence moment and yeah. now it's gone and this i think was a great trailer to a really good movie where they all right we got 30 seconds to hook you how do we hook you on a predator movie again it's been done because the last one was really bad it was really cringe <laughs> and prey is great like the storytelling the fact that they use actual kamachi uh yeah the Comanche. they actually mm-hmm. really use uh actors and actresses from them not from them but from that you know they're actually using authentic the you have history real, of the this, uh, you, know, you know, which I know you love with the little like absolutely little callbacks uh, to oh, the, the time period. Yeah, absolutely, and well, it's, but it brings ca- also you- an air of like authenticity. Yes, yeah. To this, where it actually of any movie that could probably get away with just casting just like a bunch of Latinos to go do this movie, and like they probably would get no shit for it, would be Prey. Mm-hmm. But they're like, no, fuck that, we're gonna do it right. 
Yeah. Which I was like, all right, cool. No, good. Now, granted, at the yeah, end of the day. Because Amber Midthunder, who's the lead actress, yep. she is a uh, Native American. Yes, yeah, she is. She's from the Comanche yeah, tribe. Yeah, so, and I've seen her in other stuff, too. She's pretty great. Yeah. It was just shocking to me to see that a movie of that caliber Mind went. You, a streaming movie. Uh, you know, it's like. Now, let me ask you this. Would you have liked to see that movie in a big screen? I would have definitely theater? gone to the theater. I would, I was, as I was watching the movie, I was like, man, if I saw this on the big screen, I would have paid my 20 25 bucks. Well, it's one of these things with this movie is now one i'm completely biased i love the predator movies like predator is love great it. predator 2 I'll watch it predators the planet one you know with adrian brody awesome yeah. the others really bad yeah okay and, and then when they crossed over into alien that was kind of like alien. i mean i kind of like so nerded out when avp came out i, I, I went to the theater it was fan it was service so, fan service yeah, so. i read the comics i've read the <laughs> novelizations of that stuff it, blo- like, it blows my mind that there were video games before the concept of the movie got green so this you would have thought well that... here's like the little okay so i have an uncomfortable amount of knowledge on this and it's kind of embarrassing but we're going for it so predator 2 right mm-hmm. danny, danny glover, glover. Jinx, not right. Yeah. <laughs> this time, predators in the jungle. Yeah, yeah, it's in the, the concrete jungle. You know all that crap. But now at the I'm pretty sure that was used as a trailer I, name. I think it was because I, I mean I would use that. So at the very end of the movie, all right, if you haven't seen it or sorry, movie came out in the '80s. Deal with it. Um, so here's the spoilers. So Danny Glover gets to the end of the the movie. He gets under. He's under L.A. in a subway, and what does he find? He finds the the predator ship, and inside the predator ship, there's like a room full of trophies, and this is where it began before the novels the comics all of that stuff there was an alien skull a xenomorph skull on the wall and now i par- i could be wrong but i re- i could have swore i heard that's it yeah uh, so it's fine <laughs> i want to be corrected if i'm wrong like this is not you know that's the whole point i believe they just threw that in there because why the fuck not because the studio making pre- uh, predator also owns the alien ip yeah, so I they, it was 20th century fox, it's fox right? yeah so yeah. they threw that in there just because right and the fucking audience was like whoa wait a minute this is the same universe? What the fuck, bro? And so that's when all the comics, the games, the novels, like, cause there's a whole novel series on this. And and then they're like, all right, cool. So what, because think about it, what would be like Predator's ultimate hunt? The queen. You know what I mean? It's so like, so w- what you're saying, let me let me see if I get this right, is like they put that in the Predator 2 They movie, just threw it in. And then from that, they were like, okay, well, now all the comics and novels and all that will go off that one throw-in idea. Well, it was everyone loved it, so people were like, all right, I'll, I'll write a book. Really? I'll write a comic. I'll make a game. And that's, that's how that all started. So funny. Now that happens a lot. The fan base True. on one little insignificant thing happens. Boba Fett got his own That's series. where I was going with is... <laughs> Great segue. Uh, Boba Fett does not have a speaking role until Empire Strikes Back, and his speaking role is only maybe two lines. And but then he's so fucking cool, man. Yeah, he's very cool. He's got the coolest armor. Yeah, and that spawns a bunch of spinoffs with him. Now, granted, it was over thirty years from when they show you Boba Fett to when he gets his own TV show. Name anything from thirty years ago that gets a TV show today. Uh exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is, but I can't think about that. Not many. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I kind of like was laughing with like Predator and stuff like that was like Prey was a should not have been that good for a prequel of a dead pretty much essentially the last movie almost killed the whole franchise because everyone's like this is really stupid mm-hmm. predator like the predator hunter suit and like the alpha predator yeah, and I- the beta it was like this is kind of shitty it's like and there was some cool actors there was a couple cool lines but like a lot of times I'm like this is really bad and like kind of uncomfortably bad yeah I think if you have a cool enough concept or an idea or universe if you have a shitty movie or two you can always like reboot it in a way that is fresh and exciting much in the same way 
they reboot franchises. A good example of this would be the Tomb Raider video games, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. I know um, that. Mm-hmm. The reboot of it, which came out, oh my God, uh, I want to mm-hmm. say eight years ago. If that. Six, uh, eight years ago. And that was actually not a bad movie. Yeah, so like the video games that came out initially for PlayStation were mm-hmm. great. And then they kind of like, fa- they were kind of like losing their- They lose their steam, yeah. Losing their steam a bit. And then they, they took a couple year breaks and then they rebooted it with like a younger, like going back in time. I, yeah, it was kind of like a pseudo, like, like how does she become- the Tomb Raider. Yeah. And I remember it's like it's more grounded and it's like also technology got to a place where, you know, also they kind of they fix the character. Yeah. They show her actually struggling and not just yeah. being this badass. And not it's like, but it's also like showing pointy, that no, she can boot, get through this. Uh, <laughs> pixelated. Yeah, uh, all that crap. And it's, <laughs> I mean, that was the era, the cringe yeah, of the nineties with know. video she, games. Wasn't she like voted like number one hottest female I'm sure character, she was. video it's game so character, stupid. throughout so many years? It's like, <laughs> yeah. How do I know that special? I don't know. All right, let's move on. And I mean, <laughs> and then you get the Tomb Raider movies, and then then the reboot yeah, of the Tomb Raider movie, which is actually not too bad. Um, yeah, it has Alicia Vikander. Yes, it does. Uh, which, which actually, which actually was based more on the video that had video game elements of the new, of, the current uh, one. Okay, yeah, which, of, which is good. Why not? Actually, and then I think the rights to that got sold, I believe, recently. Yes, I, I think that. And they're just going to do it again, limbo, and she's yeah. out. Like they're not even going to yeah, use her again. It's which a, is a bit shame. Of limbo, yeah. I don't know how the fuck they got her. I mean, she's a brilliant actor, and they get her for a video game movie. And I mean, it did it did a bomb. Like it was, you know. I think let's see. Yeah, no. So they're they're estimating about a hundred eight million dollar budget. It made two hundred seventy five. So yeah, all right. So it made some money. I mean, it wasn't there wasn't a big uh, big crave for it, but no. at the same time, you know, it's an uh, action movie. It's an action movie. But yeah, no. I'm saying I I think you can definitely reboot, especially in today's age of remakes and reboots, where studios just simply want to have a built in audience already with whatever movie they're coming out. I think you can. You gotta have a good writer and good director. Mm-hmm. Like what worked for Prey was they had a great yeah. director. Yeah, because um, like the hunting scene of like yeah. with the, on the tree at the beginning of the, the movie. The writing the in Prey is a little. Ant, I mean, I don't want to spoil uh, the big spoiler. There's they say some... they say they say one very famous line from the original Predator movie that yeah, I, when he said I mean, it, he was like, "There's gonna be that stuff." Oh I mean, there's gonna be that stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's like, I hunt because you don't think I can. I'm like, uh. that was a little. I mean. I can't really speak to that, but I think it was a little ham-fisted. But I'm regardless, fine, it's, I'm it's, fine it's with a, that being a, told in the I story. I mean, it's not a terrible script, but it's not like an amazing script either. But I think the action sequences, cinematography, more than make it's a Predator movie. You're going yeah. in for the action. I mean, sequences. you get yourself like a more avant-garde director. You know, yeah. you get yourself a decent cast. You, you can know, definitely breathe life back into a franchise with the mm-hmm. right creative team. It's not totally dead, and you will still have an audience. Like you know, there's definitely people that defend certain movies that are like, oh my god, if a remake came out of it, I would totally watch it because I love the original. It's Classic. Mm-hmm. And there's others that are obviously like, I'll never watch the remake because the original was a classic and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. You're going to watch it. Okay. You're going to well, be here's, curious. Well, here's the, that's where I was going. It was, uh, they wouldn't do remakes if they didn't make any money. And they yeah. make a shit ton of money. They make a shit ton of money. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, here's the thing. If you don't like remakes, see, here's my thing. You're not taking away from the original. So when they do like this goes with everything in my view. So it's like when they do a remake and it like bombs or something, mm-hmm. like Conan the Barbarian, right? The, the remake wasn't great. First, you're talking about the one with Jason Moore, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's not a great remake. But it's like you're not taking, you didn't delete the old one. Exactly. And I have my view goes with like novel uh, movies that, be, that are based off of novels, um, where people go, "Oh my god, the book was so much better." Well, yeah, because they had one only has 140 pages to get you. The other one had 500. Yeah, but you also you're not deleting the book the book is there 
exactly if you didn't like the movie adaptation or you didn't like you know the new version of it that came out you still have the old one to go back to it's not tarnished or the legacy is like you know no i can never watch another conan material thing or or i can never watch another yeah it's it's, it's, it's gone yeah so like with uh, remakes i think they're just always they wouldn't do it if it didn't make any money and that's why they keep coming out with and you know i feel like actors would be willing to go back to certain roles too because you know they they're known for it they were iconic and they liked it just because you know maybe the movies weren't critically acclaimed or you know they they went to those comic cons they you know gave it all for their role and then if you ask them come back they'd be like yeah i'd go back to it i had fun doing that you know i mean harrison ford's infamous for that you know people like to think that he's like ruining you know the the movies he's in and i don't think so you know i think like there's that famous like um there's a a clip on youtube floating around when he was doing um the blade runner um 2040 yeah. yeah 2049 promos and stuff and like a fan like was said you know why you know are you gonna keep going back and ruining my childhood <laughs> and he said that in front of all of it and he literally like like smart like he was all right smart. he's like yeah he's like i'm gonna yeah absolutely why not Nerd. It's, <laughs> it's like not even that crap it's more just like one well, don't be a dick but it's like yeah he wants to keep going with these characters why not that's what I mean like there are certain people that will continue watching a product no matter how if they come up with bad movies or bad spinoffs oh dude uh, I I don't care how bad Star Wars ever becomes I'm, I'm watching every one of them yeah, and, every one of them. and we will keep watching them because everyone has this like, uh, they're, it's like a magnet, Star Wars. Like you can't help but be attracted to it. You want to see where the new stuff goes and oh, yeah. you'll give it a shot. Does it necessarily yeah. mean it will be good all the time? No, because there's definitely some bad Star Wars and stuff. Oh, there. absolutely. I'll be the first one now. Like, yeah, just like full disclosure, I am like, a, I know more about Star Wars lore than I do about historical figures I've written a thesis on. But with Star Wars, so like, and I think this is not like an original story, but like Star Wars is one of the few things that my family unanimously enjoys. Yeah, it, it's besides like the story of Star Wars, there, there, there's something of a connection with just like you said, like you watched it with your brothers or. I mean, even like, like my mom watched that. Exactly. My dad liked it. My sister liked it. There's a it, connection like, beyond just like watching absolutely. it as a movie. It's I like an experience that you had. I mean, there's not many movies you can like as a child remember the first time you watched it. You know, it's like, I remember the first time I saw Toy Story, but then I remember the first time I watched any of the Star Wars movies and it was Empire Strikes Back. So imagine how confused I was. You saw you saw Empire Strikes Back before yeah, New Hope. Yeah, so Hilarious. growing up, you know, uh, we didn't have TV. We didn't have cable or antenna or anything like that, but we yeah. had a stack of movies. And my brothers are old enough to, were around when Star Wars Episode Four was in the theaters. Mm-hmm. They uh, remember telling me going through a drive-thru to go see it. Uh, a drive-in, sorry, not a drive-thru, a drive-in. And, um, they had all the toys and like the big day. I remember them telling me like they got to stay home from school the day it came on HBO because, it, you know, they didn't have VCRs back then. You just, when it was on HBO, that was it. Yeah. So, and then growing up when it was, I remember it was my, me, my mom, and I think my mom's boyfriend at the time or something. We're in the living room in, my, in our little apartment and we're watching Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. And the first time, like, I remember, you know, Luke's in the, um, fighting the giant Yeti, you know, it's like, yeah. and uh, he's hanging with his legs in the air and it's, Obi-Wan shows up and you're not like, even that was before the Obi-Wan and like he uses the force to grab his lightsaber he cuts he kills you know bah, 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 and he runs right and I remember my mom yelling all right Luke use the force I'm like what the fuck's the force what the <laughs> hell is she talking about and I was a kid I was in elementary school and I had watched that one and Return of the Jedi religiously yeah. I think every weekend I would do movie marathons growing up 
because we didn't have a TV. Yeah. And I didn't have a lot of friends in the neighborhood and all that other stuff. And so I would, and like my best friend moved away. So all I really had was like this stack of movies. And yeah. I was allowed to watch whatever I wanted as a kid. I was allowed to watch Rated R. Rated R. I mean, I remember like watching Stripes, which is still one of my favorite comedies of all time, <laughs> but it's got full frontal nudity in it. And How I was. What were you when you watched Stripes? Uh, like maybe first, second grade. Like, I, like, I was literally allowed to watch anything. Um, now, granted, you know, I didn't really like horror movies. It wasn't like I was watching super grotesque movies. Like I wasn't watching Reanimator. Like I wasn't watching anything like that brutal. Yeah. But I was allowed to watch R-rated movies. And um, for the record, that was my friend's tricks when we were in elementary school. My mom would let me watch Stripes, and she forgot this full frontal nudity, so my friends would want to watch it. Oh, so you were like the kid that had uh, the access to I was the kid the with movies. the Playboy, right? Yeah, yeah, and, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I remember going, Mom, we're going to watch uh, Stripes. And she'd be like, yeah, okay. Like completely forgetting. And so my friends would be like, and they were idiots with it. And I was just like quiet about it. And they were like, oh, my God, this is going to be so cool, bro. This is amazing. <laughs> right? But anyway, so I remember... Like, just watching those movies every weekend. I would do a marathon, and it would drive my family fucking nuts. All right, so every weekend, I would watch Empire Strikes Back, and I would watch Return of the Jedi, and then I would watch the Indiana Jones marathons, and then the next day, I would watch Back to the Future, the whole trilogy, all yeah. three of them. That was the movies I watched every weekend. So how long did it take you to finally watch A New Hope? So I didn't know, like, we had the library, but <laughs> my family's weird. So they never said, hey, you really like these. Let's, there's another one, and I always knew there was another one, but I just never had it and yeah. I didn't ever I was a kid so I never thought oh I can go so one day the special editions are getting released re, uh, into the theaters right this is Lucas's preamble to the prequel movies is that he did the special editions and he re-released them in the theaters to kind of remind people hey man Star Wars is awesome you all love this because in like two years I'm about to announce fucking the prequels yeah right so I was like oh shit the, I want to see I know I didn't say oh shit but I was like oh man I really want to watch the special editions and my mom's like oh you can just go watch the first like episode four right Right now we can go to the library and get you a copy sag now, granted, we didn't have a lot of money growing up right if yeah. any i go to the library and there's a new hope and i'm like oh so here i am like all my friends man i can't wait to go to the movies to see star wars and i'm like i already seen it bitch right so and we go and i watch a new hope and i'm like oh this is awesome, right? So it was funny. And it was it makes years, more sense. years yeah. before I saw it, and it made a ton more sense. But I think too, it was like one of these things where it's like it's a sci-fi movie my entire family liked. Yeah. Like I remember when the prequels come out. I remember being at my brother's apartment. My brother's much older than me, so he was already married when I was in middle school, and I was an uncle by then. And I'm sitting in his living room. He's in the kitchen, you know, hanging out with like some people or something. I'm just hanging out at his house, and I did not know the prequels were being made. This is before the internet, so like, and you know, and. I didn't have Hollywood I, I Reporter. Remember, yeah, the reveal of the Phantom Menace trailer was a big, big It blew big. up the world. And yeah. I remember watching a commercial and I saw the Lucasfilms title. I'm like, wait, I know that. And then all of a sudden, it shows you Anakin and Obi-Wan and well, fucking all that. And well, I even, remember screaming at the top of yeah. my lungs to my brother's name. I'm like, George, you got to come in here. Star Wars, new Star Wars. And my brother at this point is in his 30s. Comes running in. This big dude just comes <laughs> running in because he's so excited to watch a trailer to a movie that he saw 30 fucking years ago. And uh, yeah, and I remember, and then like, I remember like he surprised me with day one tickets. Uh, he, he was able to get tickets. This is when you had to go wait online to go get them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, quick little stories. I remember when episode two was coming out. Now we're in middle school. My whole crew's going, the whole crew. I'm not going because it's a weekend and I have to go to my dad's on the weekends. All right. Not have to. I'm going to my dad's on the weekends because my parents were divorced. So I'd see my dad. I'd spend my weekends at my dad's house. Uh, but he lived a couple towns over. And I remember being so bummed. Like, I'm fucking missing Star Wars. This fucking sucks. 
I, I remember being upset at on the car ride there. And now, now I wasn't. Did a, you know that it was Attack of the Clones? Well, it doesn't even matter. Fuck <laughs> that. Hey, I am a prequel <laughs> apologist. Sure. But I remember, like, back to stories. I remember just kind of being bummed the whole the whole night. And I was not a kid that would throw a fit or go, "Dad, what the fuck?" Like, I was a kind of quiet kid and kind of just like, internalized everything. So I would never like tell him, "Hey, Dad, can we go see this tonight?" Like that was that that was not in the mindset. Mm-hmm. So I'm in my, I'm in my uh, dad's room on the computer, kind of like pouting because my whole crew is going to see Star Wars. They're all fucking pumped, right? And I'm like, this sucks. Out of nowhere, it's like eight o'clock at night. I get a phone call from my brother Matt, my other brother, and he's like, "What are you doing tonight?" I'm like, what "The fuck do you think I'm doing tonight?" <laughs> like, I'm 13. I'm like, not even. I think maybe I'm not even 16 at this point. I think I'm like 14, 15 years old. And I'm like, oh, I'm just at dad's, kind of just on the computer playing Starcraft. My friends are gone, so I'm just like, no, am I? This is over exaggeration. He's like. I got tickets to the midnight release. You want to go to it? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go to it. <laughs> so it was the one of the coolest moments as a kid. And one of my fondest of me and my brother mm-hmm. was that something tells me he kind of got word that I was not happy. Mm-hmm. About, like something tells me there yeah. was a conversation between one parent to him saying, hey, Dan's a little bummed. Throw him a bone. Take him out, yeah. But who knows? And uh, he comes in and it's the midnight. Now, this is like ultra cool. You have an older brother. I think you get the vibe where it's like, whoa, I'm hanging out with my older brother mm-hmm. at midnight, just me and him. Yeah. This is cool. You know, this is just, yeah, cool. And, my bro- and this was the brother I idolized. Yeah. You know, he was good with women. He always had cool music. He was just cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was like, this is the brother. And it's amazing as I get older, I, that flips. But I remember, <laughs> like, you know, oh, this is like, and like, you know, I'm hanging out with him. And like, we're going to the movie theater. And then we go to this rinky dinky theater. And I remember just sitting there. The theater's like empty because we're in like bumfuck. You know, there's like nobody, like where my dad lived, no one lived there, right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching the whole thing. And then there's the pit battle and Yoda. And I was like, oh, Oh my god, it was the greatest fucking thing. So it's like those are the memories that stick with me with Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. That's why they can make a million of them. And you'll keep you'll I'll keep, keep going, going back to it. Because then I remember when like Revenge of the Sith came out. Now that was a big goddamn year because I think Matrix, Revolutions, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars all like started. Oh, they all like essentially ended the same year. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I be- I vaguely remember all three of them. These like three big temple trilogies ending around the same time. Then I remember going to the midnight with my crew. And then of course that ends and I'm like, all right, well Star Wars is done. <laughs> and then I remember now we're adults. I'm I think, yeah, I'm married at this point now. So to give you a J, right? I'm <laughs> I like how you had to think about that Dude, for a second. That's <laughs> bad. Right? And I remember like, all right, Disney buys LucasArts, they buy the IP, which one of those IPs I never thought was for sale. And I remember now I'm older, got my, you know, my best friend, his brother. I got my wife coming with me. And I remember I was at a meeting at work. So we got the midnight tickets. I'm like, all right, cool. But I had to work. And I remember I'm a manager's meeting. Like the entire company, the entire, like all the exact, the owner, the vice president, the president, me, all of them are at this meeting. It's a monthly meeting we have to sit in. I remember leaving that fucking meeting early. And they didn't even question it. They were like, where are you going? I'm like, bro, it's Star Wars. So I work in IT. So I'm the resident geek. You know what I mean? I'm the yeah. geek employee, right? Yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah, of course. The IT guy's got to go to see Star Wars. Like, all I needed was Doritos <laughs> and fucking Mountain Dew, and I was that guy. <laughs> so it's just funny to see the 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 spectrum of this one movie series where I'm a little kid, seeing it in my crappy yeah, little one-bedroom uh, apartment with my mom in the ghetto, and then all of a sudden now as an now. adult. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going with my wife to go see these Star Wars movies. Yeah. And, uh, and then... And still it, when the, the new movies come out, you can take your kids. See, that's the cool part is now I get to see someone else, like, hopefully enjoy it, but get to watch them. You well, know? you can always show.
show them the old ones. I plan on doing release date first. I go by the release date. So when anyone asks me, because I have, like, my brother-in-law has never seen Star Wars. And every once in a while, you know, and that's not his thing, you know, so it's, it's like, sci-fi can't is not force his thing. It, yeah. And my view is, like, if you're, Which your, I, if you're in your 30s and you haven't seen it, like, odds are, like... Yeah, you know, like, I don't, you know, crucify people that they haven't seen either Star Wars or Indiana Jones or, you know, stuff like that. Like, if you haven't seen it, okay. I mean, privately, I'll think less of you. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> but um, but sometimes you don't, you just don't know what people's movies backgrounds are, right? You know, like you said, like sometimes my they, wife they had never have... seen Indiana Jones, and exactly. I remember it blew my mind. I'm like, everyone's seen that movie, yeah. and it's like, well, our parents weren't big movie people, and the movies they did watch that wasn't the stuff that she like exactly. watched. Exactly, like she was really into music, kind of but... like stayed in their own lane of movies and yeah. didn't really venture out to try. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got their their thing they like, and I remember like, wait, you've never seen Indiana Jones? I'm like, all right, tonight, and you know, this is me, so I'm like, we're watching this tonight. And I think back to I'm like, well, she she grew up. She was music was encouraged. She has an encyclopedic knowledge of music. I know. I used to play that where you had to guess the song yeah, don't, name. Don't play with she her. She murdered me each time. Yes, I, no, I, I thought I was. I barely keep up, and I actively try to keep up, and I can't. So um, So it's just funny because like she has, you know, that's where her passion is. But her dad encouraged that. Always showed her music videos and like love. She loves going to concerts, and he always like encouraged that. Yeah, right. like, this is the man who would go to a Backstreet Boy concerts with her when she was a little kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was the dad that did that so she's like all right i haven't seen indiana jones all right so here's a quick here's another story there's a lot of stories sorry guys so we're in my little rinky dinky apartment we're dating and she's like i've never seen indiana jones all right we're fucking watching that tonight like sorry I don't care what our plans are. We're watching this, and I always kind of like, you know, when I'm showing people movies that I'm like really pumped for, I always throw. I'm like, listen, I'm like, if you're not into this movie, don't worry about it. We could like give it a couple, little bit. If but we're breaking up later. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? So and we've talked about this before, but you know, for the audience, we'll go through it again with Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That intro scene is amazing. I'm a firm believer One of in, the best actually. I believe And I don't think I'm kind of going on a ledge here But I think it's Spielbergo. I think it's some of the best That's one of the best ways To introduce a character In a story Yeah So that scene is playing Through the movie right mm-hmm. So we're in my house We're watching this And you know I got really helped I'm like I'm watching this right now Then I'm like Oh fuck it Like I'm gonna feel really bad Right If she hates this fucking shit And she's like sitting through it For two hours Now she'll be a good girlfriend And be like Oh yeah it's great It's so much fun And then just like Kind of stare at her phone Like when is this fucking over And I remember Which so, I hate by the way If you're, if you're watching a movie, I got it drives me fucking nuts when that happens. Do you, you do not Don't put do the phone down or collect the phone or some shit. Like yeah. That. Especially if you're um, watching a movie for the first time ever. Some people are getting better with that. I hope so. So I'll come back to that because I got a little tidbit with you about you on that one. Um, so we're watching the the intro, like the slow crawl, like Indiana Jones going through the jungle and all this other stuff. And I remember like, oh, the snack was ready. So I pause it real quick to go get the snacks. We come back. And the movie's been on for less than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, pause. When the movie started, I was like, well, you'll like she's like i don't know if i'm gonna like it because she was like everyone talks about this movie being a big deal and all that and like you know i'm she was nervous that she wasn't gonna like let it. down a let down yeah and i was like well don't worry about it. it's a spielberg movie everyone likes spielberg movies and she's like i don't think i've seen a spielberg movie and i was like oh boy okay Okay, here we go. But now, granted, if you're going to pick the first Spielberg movie, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's probably one of the ones you should take. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so there's that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. All right. So I pause, I get the snacks, I come back, and uh, I was like, listen, if you're not into this movie, I'm not going to force you to watch it. We can watch something else or we can do something. Like, I'm not going to force you into this. Don't like, don't, don't you, waste two you, hours. Did you do that because you, in the back of your head, I'm like, if she doesn't like this, this is going to hurt. So I'm super self-conscious when yeah. I show when I watch movies with other people because movies, so not to get into the weeds with it but like I said I grew up very poor like no heat in the winter poor that's just how it was for me I'm I mean (laughs) 
far million miles away from that now but movies is what i had yeah we didn't have cable i didn't know how to read so all i had was movies and i had a great like i had a strong imagination and i was a little lonely too so I would just watch these movies all the time and I would just like imagine being in them and just there was such a heavy attachment to them. I was so I'll, I'll give you a little bit of personal stuff. Yeah. yeah. So and I was like, OK, cool. This is, you know, this is, movies and cinema is very important to me. But I also under so I get a little self-conscious when I'm like, you got to watch this movie. And then they watch it like, oh, it's OK. I know. So I know. even if they're loving it, I'm like, Shit, this is like to me, it was always awkward to watch because I also was a little lonely. I always watched the movies by myself, so I didn't really have experience. The feedback people. of people, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's that. So I'm like, listen, I'm like Sam. Like, if you're not really liking this movie, don't worry about it. We'll watch something you like, or we'll we'll, we'll find something we both haven't seen, and we'll do that. The movie hasn't even finished the jungle crawl, and she's like, no, I'm into this movie right now. So that shows you the power of that intro scene mm-hmm. where she's even she knows nothing about this movie and she's like I'm fucking in let's yeah. go and uh, we watched that then I showed her all three of them you know and I, I I don't think she she I can't remember if she's seen the fourth one or she hasn't but I've the told Chris her the Skull one I told her it never happened and we're never gonna watch it um, no they're gonna redeem themselves I feel like with the, the one that's coming out soon. going back to about uh, remakes and fixing an IP they fucking brother um, <laughs> well he's isn't he behind it Spielberg or someone else I think he well he He's not directing it. He's producing it, probably. Because I know he, like, kind of, like, back channels, when the fourth one came out, he was like, listen, when you're working with friends, like, sometimes it's hard to say no to things and just not... Because <laughs> George Lucas. <laughs> I mean, George Lucas, that I'm so envious of the worlds he can make and the characters he can come up with. That son of a bitch cannot write dialogue nope. to save his life, but he is a visionary and a yes. fucking genius. Yeah. And now that's why I think the the star like the original Star Wars movie did so well is that he surrounded himself with people that complimented him. Right. So I think you know, and with the later movies, he was directing a lot of them, and it got a little rougher. And it's because um, his dialogue, it's like the story. Now I think the prequel story is amazing. I think it's actually really good. It's a really the it's, concepts you mean? Yeah. The, well, the, the general story of it is like because essentially people have dissected the prequels. So it's essentially, you know, it's a story, you know, it's not just you know, about the father. Yeah, like, uh, Anakin Skywalker's uh, philosophy on sand was actually a correlation to blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> essentially, like hundreds of videos know, on that. I know what you're saying. But it's like, essentially, that. it's like, all right, here's like a corrupt empire. But like, listen, the, the yeah, the Republic falls, but it's kind of busted too. Like, that was the whole point of his story is like, listen, if it was so perfect, it wouldn't have fallen. Yeah. But he can't write dialogue. So it's... No. So my quick little excerpt about you was I remember a while back you took me to you gave me a ticket to go see a screener and it was the movie Joy. Yes. And I remember because you just said oh you you know you're like yeah, you know you're part you know you're part of the guild so you're like hey man I got a screener for this you want to come and I was like all right you know me I'm always down for a movie and we saw Joy but it's not a bad movie it's okay it's okay it's like a one time watch it's you know okay. yeah um, if it's if it's I always it wasn't super memorable it was it, it was around the time where Jennifer Lawrence was like the it and actress she was, she was so like you had to see movie. like every movie and honestly out, yeah. with uh, that what I call is like those are like the one shots like it's like you can kind of if you see it okay it's not a bad experience they're not wasting your time mm-hmm. but if you haven't seen it I'm not gonna say you should really see Joy mm-hmm. but if you're bored you know it's like if you're out of stuff to watch I'm like oh if you like you know if you like Jennifer Lawrence well, there's another good here's another well acted movie yeah. but I remember this is where I was like like, okay, 
We sit. We go down. It's in the theater. We sit down, and I look over. The movie's about to start, and you take out your phone. You put it into airplane mode, and I'm like, "That's my man right there. <laughs> this, me, and him, we know." Like, because everyone, what do they do when the credits come up? The phone comes up, and they start. You know, all right. Let me do a quick text. Uh, let me make sure I'm on silent. Wow, but I didn't even know that you. I caught that, that to this day because it's like because you either got a couple of people, you get people who are on their phone, and you get usually most people are checking to make sure it's silent. I will bitch slap someone if they're like on their bright white phone, the bright white screen on their phones and the movie's going on i want to that drives me nuts um because it's distracting for me yeah and also a part of me is like if i'm sh- watch watching a movie with you we're sharing the experience and i also like i'm a big fan of i like plays you know mm-hmm. i'm not a broad i don't like broadway shows and like all that stuff I'm, i mean i've seen a few that's not my style yeah but i you know, I saw a seminar with Alan Rickman, which was one of the best. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. R.I.P. But I remember I took uh, so, but I'm but you would not do that at a play. So is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But so I remember just sitting down with you, and me and you had, you know, me and you were close. But like I hadn't, I don't think I'd actually seen a movie with you yet. We always talked about films. I think you know, or actually no, yeah. we no, we'd like watch movies at home and stuff. But this is like a theater experience. Now. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you pull out your phone, and part of me is like, I'm not gonna say anything. But I'm like, really, dude. You're gonna like, well, like, what are you gonna fucking tweet? And I just physically saw in your sky, totally like creeped on your phone, and you hit airplane mode. And I was just like, all right, me and you, we get it. <laughs> wow. I, I don't even remember that, to be honest. Because you were probably on audio. I mean, th- this uh, was years ago. Yeah. But I remember you just like, yeah, airplane mode. I'm like, you know, all right, this guy, he, I, he knows what's up. He knows when, what's up. I don't want any text messages. I don't want phone calls coming through. I don't want none of that. Listen, I just we are want busy to be enough as it is. I just want two hours. To Give me watch two hours by myself. This story, yeah. please. Thank you. But I get like super self-conscious, sh- like watching movies with mm-hmm. people, which is a whole rabbit. I'm sure a therapist or a shrink would love to dissect that one. Mm-hmm. But now that's obviously not really the case anymore. But it's also like really hard. Like me and my wife, when we try to watch movies, it's really tough because you know we have the kid, and it's like even just a lockdown, two hours to watch a movie. She can't sit still. And this is why I think she doesn't watch a lot of movies. She's watched a ton of TV, and I think she has some really good opinions about. You know, she watches some rough shot stuff, but she knows she knows quality when she sees it. Mm-hmm. And she will be the first one's like, no, you have to, you will like this. Yeah. She knows she knows my taste very well, obviously. But like when we watch movies, she'll like whip out the phone, uh, or we have to pause it because she has to do something, or I have to, you know. It's like, and you know what's so crazy? It I, gets rough. It like, gets rough to like when even like because I've been noticing my dad, who's you know in his late sixties, is taking out his phone now, mm. and like during movies or like during conversations too, which is which wild because they would never, I they remember, never. But I, I was never like that either. And and then once I had the once the kid showed up, I've noticed I'm on my phone more. Yeah, because I find that I have less time in my day, like larger blocks, to catch up on blogs. Now I your like, me time basically, my, like, yeah, like just the, you in know, your own the, little space. I mean, we all have it. It's like all right, you know, I got an hour before kill. Let me just jump on. Let me check my stuff. You know, but this I don't really have that. So now I got all right. The kid is sitting down. He's eating a sandwich. Uh, let me just check stuff right now. Catch myself. And now it's the addiction, that phone addiction shit. I hate you know, it too, man. I'm um, I. It's tough because I'm trying to de. Essentially, I like to call it deprogram yourself to just like if you and I are having this conversation now, mm-hmm. we want to mo- mostly be talking about you know what we're talking about and right. stay in the conversation. And and also when you're just like in a group setting at a dinner, like with your friends, yeah, or like, there's or with like, other couple. There's a or weird you're on a date or something. with it, and I have a theory with it. Not uh, not to keep talking to Oria, but my theory is this: if you remember when you and I like first like we're going to college, right? Cell phones. Mm-hmm. 
started coming out. I remember when the iPhone came out and smartphones were not a thing, but like regular flip phones were. And this was a thing everybody did. You're at a bar by yourself waiting for your crew to show up, right? Let's say you get there a little earlier or you're at a restaurant or you're at the theater, right? But you just sit at the bar. What do you do? You pull out your phone. Even if you don't have text messages to read, you just stare because we're also going to stare. And I think that, and it was a status thing too. It's like, oh man, he's on his phone at the bar waiting for his friends. Man, maybe he's a little busy. You know what the hell is he, you know, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, and I think we're that generation. So I think that's just been like kind of just stuck in our heads that, yeah, that's, that's, that's perfectly fine to do that. I know, which is so prime example, like when me and my wife were first dating a million years ago, and I know for a fact, she didn't even realize she was doing it because everyone has done this at least once she's standing, you know, we're in her kitchen or something. And I remember she was on, like, I was talking to her about, so we were having a conversation. We're going back and like, not an argument. We were just talking about something. Right. And she had her phone in her hand. And I think she was texting someone back. So she's talking to me and texting at the same time, Ugh. which I'm whatever. Right. But I remember she did this one and she didn't want and she and I know for a fact she didn't even realize she did it. She was like, hang on one sec. Like she was finishing the text over talking to the person in front of her. Yeah. And I remember it's like at one of those like moments where you just, you know, you're dating. Right. So you fight every 10 minutes, but yeah. then you laugh every three hours. Right. So, so and I remember just like <laughs> Sam, I was like, you either talk to me or you talk to that phone. I'm not fighting with that phone. And I just said it like that. It wasn't an argument. It wasn't like I wasn't trying to be short or a right. dick. Or I was just like, just like, hey, like, listen, either talk to me or the phone. I, I'm not competing with that. Because let's, she was, let's and be then, honest, it was a little rude. But she didn't even realize. And she yeah. was like, and then when she, when I kind of like, when she was you like, like brought she was like, oh shit. Like, She's yeah. like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I, it didn't even register that yeah. she, she was like, oh yeah. She's like, no, that's not okay. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, so, so it's like, but now fast forward to this, like everyone's doing that now. Yeah. Even the old boomers, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. they're doing it too now. Like Which just I, blows my mind that your dad is doing it. Yeah, like, I mean, like he's hanging out with his other buddies that are in their 60s, now, so. and they're all on the phones. Like they'll have conversations face to face, and then five minutes later, they're all the all three of them are on their phones. Which blows my stuff. mind because your family are like the kings of social, like just being social butterflies. Yeah. Like now, granted, like the professions too, they're they're all doctors. Most of his friends are mm. doctors, so they do have to check on patients and stuff like that. But other times, they're just. I mean, checking I'm on call on, like, seven days a week. Like my phone. They're like is instead on, of but... like the equivalent of memes on their phones. Like that's what they're doing. Yeah, like they're they're on like yeah. their group chats. It's funny when you and, see like, the older generation like be like three years behind you, but in like the way you handle the internet like it's funny and and the worst too is like my dad will listen to messages with audio and like play it on the phone oh, and loud no. and i'm like you can't do that man you can put on headphones and listen to it or play it low but you can't like blast it so right while we're having conversation i find this that like my uh, buddy's dad who's an immigrant so you'll probably uh he's from turkey right mm-hmm. he's been here since the 60s right so and uh he's got a smartphone so this man uh he's like a second father to me i love this man speaks busted busted english like but busted turkish so when he goes back to turkey they don't understand him too because it's so bust. yeah so he's in between but he was here in the 60s and 70s so motorhead ozzy Led Zeppelin, like that's his music. He has great music, right? So he's on, so he'll be in his living room. He'll work all day. The guy works like 15, 15 to 16 hours a day, busting his ass, right? Comes home, puts on his, uh, his, his, the Wild West channel, right? He's either watching the, the full, he's either watching the football game, European football, or he's watching yeah, right. the only one, uh, or he's watching like w- the Westerns, right? But then you'll see him with his earbuds in 
backwards. We've tried. <laughs> we're, we're not even gonna go there with them. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. Yeah, this is how it is. So, for the record, I say this to his face. I'm not talking shit about him behind his back. I've known this man since I was a child. So, <laughs> but he's also he has his phone with the earbuds on. Why? Because he found that people post concerts on the phone oh. on YouTube. So he's watching like concerts of like Led Zeppelin and you know uh, Rolling Stones and Motorhead and like you know Ace of, you know all these like you know all his music and he's loving it because he's been to some of these super famous shows he's been going to these concerts forever but it's just funny to watch he just he'll have his TV on and then he's just staring at his phone and this thing is fucking blasting all day and like trying to get him on wife as a whole thing so it's just funny that like another like old man yeah just like just staring at like, like his videos phone. like like co- comedy things too like jokes like all these things he'll just watch on his phone and play the volume without headphones and i'm like oh my god why do you why do you do this to me uh, that's, but, that's uh, awesome i get i love i could just love the imagine you know see your dad just sitting there on his phone and he's like cracking at these terrible jokes uh-huh. uh, and i know they're terrible because i, I see them afterwards i'm like why do you think this is funny <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is not funny but he's like yeah it's funny funny but um yeah he unfortunately the same thing that's plaguing yeah. today's generation the older people once it they've them too. yeah it hits them too it's funny like um my father-in-law He's not a big, uh, crazy um, phone guy, or at least he wasn't. He kind of is now. Um, but he likes to tinker with stuff. He's like a gadget guy, mm-hmm. you know? So he likes to, like, get the fire sticks and do all that stuff with it or, like, you know, find new ways to, like, work, you know, because I built him a computer years ago and, like, you know, I kind of help him with his tech stuff. But, he, like, I don't really have to help him too much because he kind of, he's very self-sufficient on that. You know, he likes, because he's a retired old guy, you know? So he's just, like, messing around with stuff. You know, he's either hanging out with the grandkids or playing with these gadgets. But... His phone, he loves like those slot machines, the slot machine apps. Like, so he's playing the slot machine, not for like real money. He's just having fun. He's playing it. And then. So, you know, it makes sense that your wife's addiction to Candy Crush. You notice that, right? <laughs> she actually doesn't play Candy Crush anymore. Uh, she got to a level I didn't realize you could get to in Candy Crush, but now she's on another one. But same thing. Uh, she's even said it's pretty much the same thing, but there's like an extra step. Um, to her defense, she's never spent any money. So. Well, that was a problem. I remember the very famous story you told me where like she was paying money for Candy Crush and like you were like, you had the joint account and you're like, mm-mm. Um, <laughs> actually, kind of. That's pseudo true. Um, she, I don't think she, so that was, I think, Frontierville where she spent some money uh but nothing real like not like whatever i think she like bought a slurpee specifically because it got points to it what had happened with candy crush and this is years before there was unlimited data the data thing yes i'm not thinking of money i'm thinking the the data data. thing where she went over so i told her she was going over on our on our data plan and this is like before there were unlimited plans and you were getting charged some pretty heavy no we didn't have do you you remember that time where like you had to be careful like how much i would you you would get the the text saying hey you're about to go over your data like i can't watch videos yep and you, you better hope it's towards the end of the month, and not in the middle. You exactly. Know? And I remember, um, so I remember telling her, like, it was like around when we were getting married, and we, like, we were fucking broke, bro. We were paying for a wedding. She's still working in TV. I'm a janitor. Like, we ain't got no fucking money. Right. And I remember telling her, I'm like, listen, if you go over the data because of kit, if you go over the data again, because I know, you know, it's because of Candy Crush, I'm like, I'm taking Candy Crush away from you. <laughs> This like scolding her like a child. Literally like a fucking <laughs> child. And I'm just like, and to give you a definition, uh, audience of my wife, um, the definition of a strong, independent woman is like an insult to her. Like she, 
like you're not she, telling she, her to do yeah, anything. She wants her own beat. <laughs> exactly. You're not telling her she can't mm-hmm. do anything. Like you know, I mean, she's that woman where she's like, oh, you you know, you can't be CEO. She's like, fuck you, I'll bankrupt your company. <laughs> like she's that woman. You know, she's like, oh no, I won't. I don't want to be the CEO. Yeah. I'm gonna fire your CEO. You know, it's like one of those things. <laughs> so, but I'm like, hey, listen, like we can't afford you to go over the data plan. So if this happens, you're losing Candy Crush off your phone. <laughs> So one day, we're separated, right? You know, she's doing her thing. I think she's in the car with her cousins because, like, they're doing, like, wedding stuff. And I get the alert that the data plan went over. Dun, dun, dun. And, she's, and then I've been told that she was in the car driving and she was genuinely nervous. This is like the boss. Yeah. It's literally, she's nervous that I'm going to, because she's like, goes there because she's like, or equivalent of good, just goes, um, can, can, can you tell me what that text was? P- please tell me it wasn't that I went over my data because he's going to take Candy Crush away. She was nervous that I was going to take Candy Crush away. <laughs> and for the record, I did take Candy Crush away from her phone. which was better because she didn't she was actually actually i shouldn't have this on my phone because i'll play while i'm driving and stuff like that but yeah so essentially yeah so we uh i had to change data plans to unlimited and pay the extra fee because candy crush was becoming a problem (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it it goes back to that that addiction to the phones man yeah that's why i was going with with my father-in-law is that he likes these slot machine apps but then he'll go on youtube about like algorithms for those apps that he's playing like he goes oh, in deep no he's on a whole, like there's a whole section on youtube about this shit i was like oh no i was like oh no he just sits there, you know I, I don't think it's that bad anymore he like when he like he's he's just like he, now it's summer so he's outside he's playing handball. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's you know he's I can imagine, he's actually like, an active guy he was just bored in the winter but yeah. i was like laughing because i'm like it even hits that generation yeah like it's it really like, does it really does that's why i laugh at that that's why i was like that's i'm crazy. like okay i'm like sure but yeah, so I was like laughing when I, when I go to see a movie with you, and like the first thing you do is you put it on airplane mode. And I'm Dude, like, That's so, so, so I wanted to get this story about like movies because I'm very similar to you. Where like movie, I I had such a big imagination as a kid. Where after I would see a movie with you know my brother, my dad, or my friends, I would go home and I would take my toys and try and think of the sequel to the movie I just saw. Okay. You know, so like Air Force One. I, I remember I saw Air Force One with my dad and my brother. I'd go home. I'd take my Ghostbusters helicopter. And now instead of the movie being on a plane, it's on a helicopter. And I would do all these sound effects. Like you can ask my parents. Like I would make all these sound effects. You oh know, I would, act out, mm-hmm. I, I would act out these dialogue. I don't know if I wrote down lines. I think that was later. Uh, but, oh, boy. But I was into it. Like, And I would, you know, I would see Batman and I would have all my Batman gear and you know pretend to act out the sequel or something like that i would love just like i just saw a story right i saw a movie and i wanted to, i wanted the experience to continue mm-hmm. so i would take my toys and i would take you know whatever was swirling in my freakish mind here and just like create something with my toys or something with just me acting it out, you know? Right. You know, because I think I told you this, too. I wanted to be an actor when I was a kid. and I, Real and I, surprising <laughs> on that one. <laughs> and I went out on auditions, too. Believe it or not, guys, I could have been some. I could have been a contender instead of a bump. You legit did some. I didn't even know that. Wait, what, 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 you ain't getting away from that one. Wind this back. So you did auditions? I did you, auditions. You some roll I went, calls? No I, went, I, went to a, I went to an audition. It was initially for commer- commercials. Hey, man, it's good money. You know, it's and some real good money. I, I think it was a connection via my dad and patient or whatever but anyway uh it was for a was this like a, like an actual union gig or was this like, like dude a yeah like it was i remember the auditions were being held in a building believe it or not right near the world trade center and this and i went the summer before 9 11 or yeah uh i went to the oh so you were young 
I was young. You were I was young. young. Okay. Uh, but I remember the commercials for Tommy Hilfiger Cologne. And Shit, I think bro. one of the lines, I was like, was like 12 or 13 at the time. And one of the lines was like, oh man, I just, something along the lines of, man, I just put on this cologne and I'm going to get all the ladies tonight. Ooh, or something like that. But, but mind you, I didn't write it. I didn't write it. Well, obviously okay. it's good. But it's I was so commercial. good that I got a call back. No shit, really? Now... I didn't pursue it because guess who didn't want to be a stage mom and didn't want me to uh, really I can pursue totally that. see her not like yeah, with exactly. your best. You know but for the record, bro, national commercial, that's real money. Yeah. That's like real money. It was Tommy Phil. I remember and then I talked to like the agent after after my audition and I, I think she was a little freaked out too because the um the instructor or whatever uh who was running the program or the auditions was like this very flamboyant and foreign dude i forget if he was like french or, or italian or something mm. and he was like in your face like not oh. everyone makes it oh, okay you have shit. to stand like really go. getting in the face and like trying to deter like the nobodies and me i was like okay when is one when's my audition happening whatever you know um i remember it so vividly uh, but then that was wild. the end of my acting. I did act in, in school plays and stuff like that. And, you know, I would just love, like... Imagine create, if you actually tried to get through that. Oh, man. I don't know if I'd be a good actor, to be honest with you. I remember not too long ago, like, man, well, a couple years back, I was thinking, and I had, I had to look it up. I was like, you know, I know, like, there's so many actors. There's so many people trying to break in to the industry. And Mike was like, I'm like, oh, listen, I know there's probably a... About 50, 60% of them are doing it because they love acting. Mm -hmm. But then there's a big chunk who are doing it for a paycheck, right? Like they yeah. want to be famous for whatever reason, right? Yeah. And I remember looking, I'm like, well, people, like there are, you know, just character actors. I'm like, what does, like, what's the average salary for, like, just like a, if you did, like, I had a minor role in a movie and it's like livable. Like there's some money behind it. I was like, oh, here it is. Like there, there's actually, it's, the mega stars that make some real crazy money, but like character actors do very well. Yeah, like if if you get enough gigs and um, you know the right people and have consistent enough work, you you could be more than comfortable. I, I think. mean, there's um there's an actress um in like internet personality. Uh, uh, her name is Felicia Day. Yeah, she's I think she's in Supernatural. For, she's in Supernatural. Uh, yeah. Yep, and I think she was also in Buffy, but I could be wrong. But I she's been in a lot so of stuff. Too. I mean, I I found I watched her when she was writing the Guild, and like you know, she's big in geek community and Twitch and all this stuff. And the, she's the found she's the, she found Critical Role. She's the one who gave them a platform. But I remember I, I read her, her her autobiography, and uh, she was talking about how she made her living off of doing commercials. And I remember she was talking about some commercials that I remember watching as a kid. Um, I was like, oh, shit. No, okay. And she was like, I could have just been doing that forever, and I would have been fine. Do you know that the woman that plays Flo in those uh, progressive commercials mm -hmm. is making like 20 mil a year or something That's like that? fucking crazy. And also the most interesting man. Remember the Dos Equis oh, guy? The he guy. was making bank, too. He was one of my favorite. Like, that's that's a great commercial. Yeah. Um, like, uh, he was making it. Like, you can, like, voiceover actors. That's right. Uh, Flo, um, not flow from set, the sprint. Uh, is it? No, it's the. Um, can you hear me now? No. Guy? No. Oh, my God. What's oh, actually, we She's actually like a comedian. She's a stand up comedian. Um, oh, my God. What's the AT&T girl? Yes. Um, what's her name? Uh, she's like Ukrainian. I hate too. that. Like, that's how she has to be referred to is uh, Milana Ventrump. Yeah. Uh, Ventrump. I'm sorry I'm butchering your name. But yeah, she's like a stand-up comedian. Um, I remember seeing her on At Midnight, the, the the old Chris Hardwick TV show. Oh, yeah, for sure. She was a regular on there, and mm -hmm. I think she's actually going to be part of the Marvel actually, Universe. Actually, no, I, I remember seeing, she's on a YouTube skit with another girl. Um, oh, I forgot the name of the thing. 
they would like be on the couch interviewing people and it'd be like that it was almost like um the eric andre show where like the interviews were super awkward okay and like really make the guests uncomfortable That's that awesome. was that type of vibe okay uh, yeah oh my god i'm butchering her youtube skit thing uh, i'm actually gonna look it up now but yeah she's pretty great that's why i laugh it's like these yeah it's like the fact that like yeah flo is making like 20 mil on these commercials it's i mean hey Make it. If you're making bread, man, I no, ain't going to stop you and, from anything. And, you know, voiceover actors. Um, I mean, I can only imagine what, like, Bruce, Bruce Buffer makes. Like, he's the, the guy, you know, he's the UFC announcer. Well, let's get ready to rumble. No, that's his brother. Oh. Bruce Buffer is the UFC one. By the way, the Milana YouTube thing is Live Prude Girls. It's a, it's not, yeah. yeah I, I would recommend it. I, I went through a YouTube black hole one summer watching these skits. They're super funny. This awkward and they're actually really uh, well written and really uh, thought out. Yeah, Michael Buffer is the Let's Get Rid of the Rumble mm-hmm. for bo- uh, for boxing. Bruce Buffer is the UFC announcer and he's yes, just that's as right. iconic. That's right. I heard Buffer and I immediately thought yeah. of Michael. No, I mean, I mean that's the thing is like, yeah, but no, they're bro- that's the thing is that they're brothers. Living in the family where your older brother is the more famous. <laughs> in the same Did family. you know, like, I think he uh, trademarked let's get ready to rumble of course he would because that's brilliant like, yeah because that 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 was his that was all his whole stick you yeah. know i mean they brought him back for um the tyson fight though the one uh he did with uh roy jones jr yep they brought him back for that the funniest thing about that fight was the uh comment i knew that's where you're going with that it was so good <laughs> oh man it looks like my uncle's fighting at the barbecue i was that oh man we all that was so good oh my god <laughs> it's like uh, I need Snoop Dogg to comment more fights, please. <laughs> the thing is, it's like people like think of like you know Snoop Dogg is is like kind of like a like a joke or a parody on himself. That man knows how to market himself so well, and he's like, pretty yeah, market himself, and he's knowledgeable too. A lot about football you know, and he's and fights. Yeah, he knows like, what he's, he's. I mean, don't get me wrong, that guy's baked out of his mind. Exactly, he's on like he definitely smokes point. weed. Like there's no tomorrow, but he's, but he's a smart businessman. He's he well connected you know, very well. He knows how to you know. He knows when opportunities, you know, it's, he knows what he's doing. I mean, you, and apparently too, from what I've heard, uh, I think uh, my wife, Sam, she's gone to one of his concerts. She says he's like, a, he's one of the hardest working performers. Like comes up old school, does his, does his set, you know, no breaks, not it's live. He's not, you know, dubbing anything. Like he's just coming out. No, he's, he's doing his, his voice thing. hasn't changed since in, you know? in the 20 years. But it's like that old school stuff where you, you know, it's not no pageantry, none of that fake shit. He's going out there and he's yeah. really, he's really hustling yeah. it out even now when he doesn't need to, yeah. he still does it, which yeah. is great. But, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, it's no, that was a fucking tangent, but <laughs> hey man, anytime to speak about Snoop Dogg is a good time for me. Um, but yeah, no, so like you know, I, I wanted to be an actor when I was a kid, and that's why I love movies so much because they were just this storytelling, and I wanted to continue it. And then as I got older, I got into writing, and right? And that's when it shifted from wanting to be in front of the camera, which I still kind of do. Like if you, if like my friends would ask me to be an extra or like do a few lines in a movie, I will 100. percent Oh, I know that. for a fact you were the first one to jump at that. Whereas I'm like, yeah, I ain't fucking getting, I ain't doing that. But um, you know, I, I shifted more to just like creating these stories, like writing them down and story building and stuff like that. Um, that's when it kind of shifted for me, and I think that's why you know in my you know, current profession as a television producer, like any opportunities I have to, you know, write copy mm-hmm. for either promos or for the show I'm actually making, that's where I get my little cheap thrills, if you will. Uh, you got to get it where you can get it, right? Yeah. Like it's, I mean, because of course, on the side, if I have time and I'm not being a lazy bum, I'll definitely want to sit down and write like a short story or a script mm-hmm. or something like that and continue to like create 
because every time I have like these concepts, either it's from a movie I just watched or a video game I just played mm-hmm. of like writing a story that's either a spinoff of it or something that has those elements, but I create it, you know, with my own little spit on it or something like right, that, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, no, movies for me, just like you, are an es- were an escape. And I had a very... While you may have watched, been allowed to watch all of it, I was I was not. <laughs> yeah, uh, granted, I'm not saying the way I I would do. I don't think I would do that for my kid. Uh, but, no, but so I was mostly exposed to, and I'm sure many other kids were uh, the Disney animated yes, movies. Yes, the Disney movies. Yeah. There was a lot of that in my house too. I I watched all of them. Like yeah. that was like a thing. Like that was. Uh, I, I still love those movies. I think they're great. I'm not like a Disney head. I'm not going into the parks with the ears and shit. That's a little weird to me, but. And ironically, I'm not a big fan of musicals, so I always hated the music part. Interesting that you say that. So I want you to guess, what do you think were my two top movies that I watched as a kid? Disney as, an, as Disney a, an, uh, Disney movies? Disney animated movies I watched as a kid. Just guess. <sighs> if you get this, I will like shake your hand. It's got to be animated, right? It has okay. to be animated. Shit. And think of, because you and I are basically s- similar ages, so uh-huh. we... Around, okay, okay. Um, two. I'll give you, I two? know the two that I watch religiously, and I terrorized both babysitters and my grandma watching because I would watch it on repeat. You'll probably never guess it. Um, if you do, was I think that says a lot of, of... Was Aladdin one of them? No. 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 Okay. Okay. I would watch it, but not as much as these two. These, these two, two were are like... They, okay, so throw me a bone here. Are they older ones or like, I'm talking like OG, like the like the 50s? Or? No. No, they're definitely, they were definitely in that, that peak of Disney. Oliver and Company? No. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Two. There's a third one that, now that I think of it, is but um, definitely, hmm. definitely the, the two. Okay. Uh, see, that's the thing. There's not many that. I'll I give can... you a hint. Think okay. of my ego. Well, okay, so that's not really narrowing it down, my friend. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, like, think of me. I'm, I'm drawing a blank, bro. What you, do you do? It, like, if someone were to have my name in a movie, I would love Fucking that. Fucking Little movie. Mermaid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Fucking Little Mermaid. okay that's one that's one now guess the other one Uh, it's already bad for me i know but guess the other one it's probably gonna be worse uh, now that i said it's probably worse i'm curious if you're gonna grab mine uh because there's (laughs) yeah i got um hmm not the rescuers right no no okay that's not your style no believe me this the movie i'm thinking of you wouldn't think is my style but i don't know maybe it was i mean what oh it's it's um it's not dumbo is it Nope. What is it? Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I won a fucking Oscar. I'll give you that. But uh, okay, I can Do see. Not- I can see Beauty and the Beast. I can see that one. Maybe I'm a hopeless romantic. What can I say? I think but, you are. Uh, but those those two, I would torture my babysitters and my grandma <laughs> for watching on repeat. Now the third one is one with dinosaurs. Oh. um... Well, Disney wasn't Land Before Time, right? Was it? Right, and I think that was some. Um, I thought, what do I feel like that was like Fox or something? Or well, Land Before Time was an animated uh, movie. Aladdin, I like, but not as much as those see, two. Okay. So you had one. You you had a go to Disney. Did you have I, a good? I had two. Yeah, two. Okay. And none. We I have, have. Well, I have three. You have three. It's absolutely three. I'm curious if you'll get them. Uh, um, I'll give you this. Uh, in the time in the decades yeah they're broad so there's, oh. there's an older one one around our our age group and then one a little older fantasia no but i did love Fant- i loved fantasia 2000 though but it's not on my list they're disney movies right? uh, all disney animated all movies. disney animated um yes disney okay. animated. all disney animated okay um 
Mm. One's a cheat, so it's not all Disney animated. Uh, but one's a, it's animated, but it's not Disney-ish. It's animated, but it's, it's not Disney, Disney adjacent. Disney adjacent. But that one, Pinocchio. Up. No, I hate a Pinocchio. Okay. Uh. Denton, Denton, Denton. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, no, but I did like it. But is that that fucking one is dark as fuck? I know. Like, I know. The whipping scene is like rough for a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. Snow White. Nope. <laughs> it's so funny because like you grew up with these, but then you forget. Their There's names. so many. I mean, don't forget they came out with one every year. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, mm, you didn't. You said. Fantasia, you didn't, you, uh, no, it's not Fantasia. Around the same time, I'll give you this. It's a ra- one of them is in that like time frame. Like it's an older one. An older one. Yeah. Color, but it's older. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Lion King. No. No. Really? Mm hmm. Uh, curious if you gonna, I'm curious. If Prince you... of Egypt? No, no, no. no you no, didn't no. like that? Page Master. Nope. Not, they're not obscure. They're not obscure. They're okay. not obscure. So, so it's like uh, because you're going deep down. No, they're absolute big ones, like super big ones. Like they're you can easily find like they're they're they're, they're stuffed animals at toy stores and stuff. Like I'm not yeah. So when you when you get Page Master, I'm like oh you're going to deep. Uh, I, you know who like Page Master? This guy right here. I uh, love Page Master. Not I'm not against Page Master, but it's definitely not uh, not Hercules. You didn't you wouldn't actually Hercules. I've learned to appreciate Hercules as an adult. Bruce well, loves Hercules because he loves the girl. The he loves the. It's literally gospel singers for Zeus stories. It's awesome, and I <laughs> re I've rewatched it with him because he likes the music, and uh, it's really funny to see. And I'm like, this one was really fucking clever. Um, and also Hades uh, is awesome. Really, good James Woods that, is yeah. so good in that. Um, yeah. I would put if I had to rank like my top five Disney movies, Hercules is on there, but it's not my top three. Uh, James and Giant Peach. No. No. Come on, man. Come on. Mulan? Good, but no. Yeah, one more guess, because you're, you're getting close to just listing them all at this point. Oh, man. What am I missing? We didn't mention it already, did we? I'm not going to tell you that part. That, that, that's just pretty much telling you if that if that was true. <laughs> Aladdin was one? Uh, Aladdin is one of them. Okay. I'm trying to get the older one. Mm. Disney older one. You give? Here you go. <sighs> I'm going to have to get... Tell me. Okay. So my top three mm-hmm. would be The Jungle Book. Mm, wow. I, I love... You know, I I wouldn't that. have I wouldn't I have loved, guessed that for I you. I really liked Ricky Tiki Tavi, those books, that author, like all those stories. Mm-hmm. I loved animal stories. Yep. The Jungle Book? The Jungle Book, and then it's Aladdin. Okay. And then it's Toy Story. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Toy Story, I remember, was the first time after leaving... I remember I went when to go did see the that. First one come out. 1999 or t- something? No, I think or even earlier than that. Um, I remember seeing 95. 95. Okay. I remember. So I was not supposed to see this movie, but I got to see it. So I was at my friend's house, and they were going to the movies, and I was at the house. So I was like, all right, they're gonna go. I'm gonna go home. Right. I remember his mom just like kind of they were pe- like getting their coats on. I was just hanging out. I'm like, all right. I was in walk. I was like, all right. When you guys go, I'll just walk home. It's fine. Like I wasn't like, oh. Can I go too? Like, I, that wasn't my style. So I remember his mom was like, do you want to come? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go. And I remember <laughs> I got home and um, it blew my mind. First off, it was a Disney movie that didn't have like big musical numbers. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, I love yeah. that. Because I was, I hated the music. Little numbers. Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. So we I, may have not been friends. No, we definitely kids. wouldn't have been. <laughs> um, I remember just like being so, like, I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I could not stand the musical numbers. Like, that drove me nuts. Not that they were bad. It's just I was a kid who just did. That wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I remember Toy Story was the Disney movie that didn't have that. Plus, no one had seen anything like that before. The toys, the digital animation, none of that. That was the first yeah. Pixar movie. Yeah, that's what um, put Pixar on the map. Yeah, but um, so that was definitely uh, a big like, what the fuck moment in my life. Aladdin was just was just fun, man. Like you know, you got you know jazz Robin Williams and swing music yeah. with like I love that like Disney always like circumvent like they'll have like a, like a which theme, is interesting because you did but then they take the direct opposite for the music. Yeah. It's like Hercules is the Greeks, you know, this like, you know, stoic, cool ass story. And then it's gospel music. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like yeah. Um, Jungle Book, I always like because it was kind of like that, you know, the Southern Bayou kind of like music, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like Ooby Doo, you know, it's like, you know, it's kind of just that, that yeah. you know, the, the blues from like New Orleans, that style, you know, just that laid back, but like, like pop music, you know. Yeah. My, you know? yeah. Uh, so it's interesting because you said you didn't really dig like the musical Mm-mm. animated stuff, but Aladdin had a lot of musical. Had Numbers. I yeah. mean, uh, but you maybe. I love the, that the story. Energy, the know, energy of the music. I always I liked kind of like um, those. Kind of like that. Like that. I was always like more drawn to. Every time they would do like historical stuff, I always liked. I'm um, going to spare you people the horror of me singing. Yes, Because I can't. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, please. Um, <laughs> don't murder my mics doing that. Uh, but yeah, no. So it was always things that I always liked. But also like the history and the culture in the Middle East and like, you mm-hmm. know. I think that's why I like Asia was always definitely like something I always was drawn to. So just seeing yeah. an animated show and a cartoon about that. Yeah. Was I think wild. that's why I liked Moon Moon Knight. I know it's a weird tangent, but I like Moonlight because I have it was yet Egyptian. to see it. I kind of yeah. I should see it though. Yeah. I have to watch that. It's on my list. <laughs> well, it's not a spoiler to tell you that there's Egyptian mythology. Uh, I know the comic. Thing. Yeah, I, I know so, the comic. exactly. Yeah, so so. Uh, maybe that's why I dug it so much because I love mm-hmm. stories like that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Aladdin, Toy Story, I blew- Jungle Book. I love that. Was my favorite one. I used to watch that all the time. Yeah. It was Land Before Time, The Beauty and the Beast, and uh, Land Before Mermaid. Time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Love dinosaurs. Yeah. I would have toy dinosaurs if I could grab them. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, I would go from watching like all these Disney movies and then like watching, you know, like Apocalypse Now. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> granted, I didn't know what the fuck was going that on. That was college. Because like, uh, as as it tends to be, your your movie selections obviously grow as you grow. Right. Uh, I think Jurassic Park, because I like dinosaurs, obviously. Right. Was like the big. That segue. also blew up the world the when blo- that came out. It like was that a, was, was a world phenomenon. That was a moment. World like, phenomenon movie. And then you know, as you get older, you get you know action movies because I was big in our time. Mm-hmm. And you know, The Matrix was really another one that was like, well, it, besides about, the action, yeah. the story itself oh, was like, what? Finally, so, like when there's moments where they change it up. Yeah. And that's one of those. Like the I Matrix remember when. Jurassic Park came out. Trendsetter. Well, he's the best part. Talking about people who haven't seen like Temple movies. Once again, my wife had not seen Jurassic Park. And the new one was coming out. Jurassic World. Okay. Um, she was like, oh, cool. And I'm like, oh, no, that's like, that's the third one. Like, it's the fourth one, technically, in the series. She's like, what? And I'm like, oh, you haven't seen Jurassic Park? She's like, no. I'm like, all right, well, here's another Spielberg movie. So, and I showed her, and I remember, this was like maybe five, six years ago, and I showed her Jurassic Park. And a part of me is like, it's been a while since I've seen this. Does this hold up? Does I'm holy me. shit? Does it hold up? Like just the gra- the CGL on. She was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "This actually holds up for something from the '90s." So I was that that was like a little like another little tip. I was like, "Oh, here's another movie she hasn't seen." But yet when she watched it, she was like, "Oh, I'm like," and I remember just going, "Oh, this actually holds up pretty good." Yeah, that's it's one of those classic movies that like, and this goes back to you how we're like you watching Shawshank and the dialogue still holds up. I think Jurassic Park, the spectacle, the moments, mm-hmm. the, the you know the kid actors, I think are really great too. 
like you remember those moments like you know a guy shitting taking shit and then he gets oh yeah sort of yeah like, you get that and out, it's you know? just like oh the hunt scene where like the guy's hunting um the the raptors and winds yeah. up they're hunting well, him i think like, one of the scariest movie moments is when the two kids are hiding from the raptors in the kitchen like there's there's that hardly used to freak me there's out. hardly any music i don't think there is any music. there is no music to it um and then they're just trying to the only time you get music is when she makes the cut with the cut the half joke where she's like unless they figure out how to open doors but no there's no music during that whole scene that scene is uh, for one scared the shit out of me as a kid and and, and if two, you think about it not much happens they're just walking around and and they're animatronic. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. no CGI. No CGI. Uh, it's I think there's like, like one CGI. There's one. There's one like jumps, when it jumps. That's it. Right, though. right. But like the it's feet a lot moving, of legs. It's just a lot yeah, of legs. It's close and, ups yeah. and then like the eyes and. Mm-hmm. The, and the breathing, like uh, that scene, ugh, I could do a, a whole breakdown of that, how much I love that scene. But yeah, like as we grow older, our movies evolve and you tend to gravitate towards like more complex stories. Like, you know, like you mentioned Apocalypse Now, like I didn't watch that until I was in college. You it's know? funny, I was in you middle know? school when I saw that. Yeah, like I was a late bloomer when it came to like, uh, you know. I also had like older parents. Mm-hmm. So like, give you a general idea, my dad's 80. He's about to push 80, you know, so... They're older, so and they ha- they were older when they had me, obviously because mm-hmm. they're eighty now. I'm not, you know, I'm not in my sixties, um, <laughs> but so there was a certain maturity that they kind of just were like, yeah, no, just watch what you want, like it's fine. We're like, because my dad was not gonna sit and watch fucking Disney movies, like that was not happening. No, so he no. was gonna watch the movies he wanted to watch. Yeah, um, and it was all those types of movies, you know. It was a lot. Like I saw Das Boot in when I was in like, the, the gritty. Si- yeah. I was like in the sixth grade when I saw Das Boot, like, and it's on my top ten. But yeah, like the whole thing. Yeah, dubbed. like. like- like, and I would watch mostly action movies, and then later I remember going out and watching the Pokemon movie, as one did. I uh, went to the movie theater to go see the Pokemon I movie. I definitely did. I know a lot of us did. Um, and eventually, you you kind of find your own like movie yeah. niche. Out, separate from like when you went out with your friends or when mm-hmm. you went out with your family, yep. you kind of discover your own movies. That's where you I like. started to realize that, like, I yeah, like these big, like, temple, like, umbrella, like, big movies, but I also like a lot of the weirder stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Same. And I really got into foreign movies. Mm-hmm. That's when it, that opened up a whole nother broad of. Uh, movie collections i went and saw like the 70s uh of mean streets taxi driver you know coppola godfather you know i I saw that era and you know i always tell everyone i was lucky to be born in the 90s when they had so many good like thrillers like seven with brad pitt and morgan freeman and you know like all these your your movies grow and yeah. um well here's a cool little thing i was like i had seen although these movies you just like announced uh listed i had seen them when i was a little kid and i remember growing up like remembering the scenes now i have this like weird little thing if i see a movie once i can quote it even once i can quote mm. almost the entire movie. i'm 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 with that with some movies not all movies almost all movies not tv shows but most movies if i watch it once you can remember it's there a forever. quote from there yeah my memory is pretty much gone at this point i don't yeah. really have much of a short-term memory anymore but for reasons we don't have to go into, but um, I have so there's that, but you ain't got no legs, I definitely ain't got no fucking legs, <laughs> and uh, they have um, I hate, I'm so sorry when I told that. Do you remember the time when you had just told me your thing and we went to eat Rodigio and then out of the blue, oh, was yeah, like, you fucker, <laughs> that was awesome. I felt so bad because I tell the joke, I was laughing, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> It was fine. I didn't care. Oh I thought it was funny God. as hell. My viewers either laugh or you cry, so I was just laughing my ass. I was both. Out. I was doing both. I was like, why did I just say that? And here I am laughing my ass. I think it was funny <laughs> as fuck. Um, uh, so what I was getting was, uh, 
yeah, so I have like this nice little like party trick that I've. I so, do you remember also quotes from bad movies you watched? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm like that too. Yeah, and uh, but then I remember in like high school, and I will remember this specifically. It was the summer from, uh, yeah, it was the summer from graduating high school and this right before going to college, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like I was in walking distance of a blockbuster. And they were at and at this point selling their used movies, but they had so much, so it would be buy like three movies, three DVDs for like twenty bucks, anything they had on the shelf. Right, this is like pretty much blockbusters dying at this point. So I would go almost like every day and just buy stacks of movies. I had come into money, so I had like a lot of cash to burn. So I was like, all right. So I, I built a DVD collection, like a beast of a collection. And I was like, all right, let me. I remember, and I remember watching movies. I was like, all right, well, let me play. Let me start watching the big these movies everyone needs to see. And I remember watching them. I'm like, oh wait, I saw this when I was like five. Oh, I remember. I saw like I remember watching Animal House, thinking I'm watching Animal House for the first time. It's the middle of the night. Did you watch Animal House when you're five. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Like, wait a minute, I know this oh, wait, movie. I'm yeah. like, I'm like 17, 18 years old, and I'm like, this seems very familiar. I think I know the ending to this movie. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's the and there's the draw the car. I remember as a kid loving the car, and then it's like the car during the parade at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah. And I remember just like going through a ton of movies in like one summer. I remember it was yeah, it was right before college, and it was like August, and all my friends are starting to go away. You know, everyone's starting to get prepared for like the next like step of their lives. And I remember just having a stack of movies and a lot of time to kill because I was staying home and I just played catch up. But I remember just watching like, quote unquote, the classics or the must sees for any cine- cinephile out there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I saw these when I was like, a fucking baby. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so it's, it's it's funny. Like, but obviously, like, you, but now I understand. You understand. Now. I didn't yeah. understand them. As a you kid. probably like remember like details or like yeah, physical stuff like with like animal house i remember as a kid themes. remembering the yeah. car at the end of the parade and but then watching like oh this is like funny like all right i get it now like yeah yeah it made more sense as you watched older yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was a late bloomer to those type of movies i remember started gravitating towards more like the like you know before a24 was doing stuff just a lot of like like seven i really liked uh you know david finchner movies i remember starting to like start following directors like understanding yeah because you, you gravitate towards their style yeah. um because like really you know. watch movies to watch movies and then there's like i think a jump like now it's like they they really heavily push the director now when they're trying to promote a movie but in the yeah. 90s they really weren't doing that i mean unless you were spielberg unless you were spielberg you know or like a david lynch kind of thing like mm-hmm. no one was like follow the directors now they do but i remember like that's like when you get into college that's when you start you know the the donnie darko stuff you do the fight club stuff the stuff everybody watches when they're in high school and college yeah. you know yeah but i remember like finding kubrick in college and i not realizing had seen kubrick movies when i was a kid um you saw clockwork orange as a five-year-old i <laughs> no that i saw when i was like that older. has some certain scenes that are all oh really fucked up shit uh yeah. i remember but i remember watching like the shining as a kid but I do remember, like, watching, um, I think, it's like, all right, let me watch Full Metal Jacket. You know, everyone watches that movie. I remember years before this, um, oh, shit, I think it was, it was like 2000, 2001. My buddy's over. It's the summer. So we go to the movie, we go to the library, and I bar, I take out 2001 A Space Odyssey. Because my brother has been talking this movie up forever. And I see the Simpsons parody with, like, the monkeys, like, they hit the thing. Oh I'm like, God. oh, this movie's got to be kind of cool. 90s Simpsons, uh, I will, this is one of those. Peak of television. Yeah, Peak is, of television. 
I Will Die on the Hill is one of the greatest TV writing and oh. first seven seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember watching, and then we would go, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, man, we're watching. Like, it's like one o'clock in the morning. You know, it's the summer. We're just, you know, we're up forever. And we watched 2001, and I remember it ended, you know, and that's, that's a heavy movie. I remember calling my brother. He's not a deep thinker. He go. I'm like, sorry, buddy, but it's true. Uh, he picks up, and I'm like, told him, I'm like, so we watched 2001. What the hell happened? <laughs> and he's like, he couldn't really answer it. I'm like, all right. Then I watched it again as like an like an adult, and I was like, this is an amazing fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. And I remember a story my dad telling me. I remember rewatching it, and I go and I'm like, my dad. Uh, I was like, hey, Dad, you ever see 2001: A Space Odyssey? And he was like, I saw it in the theater. I was like, whoa. He's like, and I remember. That must have been an experience. He says at the end of the movie, he remembers people booing it. Booing 2001 A Space Odyssey. Some things never change. When people don't understand the movie or whatever, they boo it or, you know, how many how many movies at, at cons or all these movie festivals get booed because people don't understand it, you know? But I remember him telling me, he's like, yeah, people were booing it. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. But he's like, I remember. Now he like romanticizes the story a little bit. He's like, but I remember sitting there after the end thinking about it for a few minutes and being like amazing movie <laughs> it was mind-boggling it was amazing and i'm like okay that yeah but it's just funny to hear like from that he's like oh yeah i saw that in the theater i'm like whoa so i know that's why it's, it, like, it's it's one of those movies that imagine like a movie similar to that coming out now you see in like the big imax theater with the sound mm -hmm. that's just an experience that and then people booing it you know, yeah like, this is the worst fucking thing i ever saw I mean, come I'm like on. come on like come on yeah um yeah i and it goes back to the thing where, where i said i think like imagine watching prey in a movie theater like mm -hmm. now granted i haven't been to movie theaters in like a year or two but I'm, I still get nostalgic about it, especially when I see a movie where I'm like, if I saw this on a big-ass screen, man. Yeah. Ugh. I think, too. Um, but I also, I think we've talked about this before, but, I mean, like, home theaters now are getting I know, I know, better. I know, I get it. I just get as it. good. The comfort, I mean, the comfort of blah, blah, blah. It's but. not even that. The TVs are better. You know, the sound systems are yes, better. Yes, true. You know, it's like even, yeah, you could pause it, yeah. sure, but it's You like, had, like, your shitty SD TV back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I mean, you had a tube at home. Of course the movies suck, but, like, yeah. you know... Yeah, you're, no. you're in a room with all, like a 200 inch yeah, you're, screen you're gonna yeah. be like this is great but yeah. now you know people have some pretty heavy TVs you know you yeah. can get a 90 inch TV that's OLED for, you know and yeah. a nice sound system and yeah why wouldn't you want to just stay home it's just so funny I, I, I think I remember like watching movies and playing video games on our old TVs that we grew yeah. up with and it's like night and day between I, what we play on now versus <laughs> what we did back in the day I remember playing all for like a whole weekend I had a buddy of mine sleeping over he was saying the whole weekend and I remember I had a 13 inch like those little kitchen TVs yep yep I had a 13 inch had one too. and that was the only TV I had in my living room and me and him split screened perfect dark for hours dude the, I don't dark okay split screen on a 13 inch my phone's bigger than that like whole like, I, like we laugh about it to this day he was like how did we do that I'm like that's insane yeah probably hurt your eyes to do that. I think we just uh, I think it's one of those yeah, like that's all we had that. so that's what you you know yeah. you know it's underrated game too perfect duck one episode we should dedicate definitely to video <laughs> games I think I'm we sure should that'll come up at least once or twice uh, because I have a lot to say about uh, the current state as well as what we grew up with um, well that was a pretty underrated game perfect duck because it was I think it was promoted as like golden eye but like it aliens. was very much it was very much trying, like, people thought we, they were getting another golden eye. Yeah, exactly, that. right? Yeah. But then as you go... It was also harder. I, th I vaguely remember not being able to play it that, but it had a great multiplayer. Yeah. And, like, it was a good split-screen game, like, mm -hmm. you know. 
Yeah, I do remember that. But yeah, we like you said, we have better TVs now, better sound systems. So you have the experience of watching a movie at, at right in front of you. I mean, too, with streaming bucks. services, it's just so much easier. Like, Prey was easy. Like, for me, as, a, as like a new parent, like, came out on Friday night, and I was like, cool, I put the kid to bed. And, just, you know, I was like, all right, cool, I have two hours to myself. You know, the kid's to bed, you know, the wife is The movie out. wasn't even two hours. Just it wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. Which, I'm by the way, throw this on streaming. I totally down for that because you don't have to make a movie two and a half hours to three hours right see me and i'm totally i i would love give me a good three-hour movie yes and no like there are certain are you someone who looks at the times before they watch the movie are you one of those monsters monsters well i didn't used to be i didn't give it two shits back in the day Mm -hmm. but now because i have an issue with movies because Mm. now granted i understand the movie making process like studios make cuts you know what the movie was initially x y and z long now they cut it down or you know they never make longer unless you're releasing the director's cut you know or something like that Mm -hmm. but i think movies now you can totally tell they drag on more than they should I don't know whether that's to justify how much money you put into it or because they felt like they need to add more scenes and reshoots or whatever, but they just feel longer than they used to be back in the day. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I can I can tell you like action movies should be less than two hours. Okay. Like if you're doing a fantasy epic, sh- like Lord of the Rings style, sure. Because especially if you're doing a trilogy, I guess you have more leeway to See, go See, I longer. think Lord of the Rings is too long. And you think I, it should be shorter? And you're talking to someone who's watched those, read the book. Like, you know, when that came out, I, I was in it, man. That was that was my life. Uh, I think, yeah, I think the extended cuts weren't needed, and I like them, but I have, I own them. Like, it's like, you know, but I don't mm. think... Um, well, I, especially when you're adapting a, such a large book series. And that's you're why... You're not going to get to everything. And I mean, it gets to pretty much almost everything. But this is also why I think people... Um, it's funny that you say that about making movies shorter or under you know they can be an action movie can be under two hours and all this other stuff uh-huh. but tv in the gold we're in the golden age of tv i think we're kind of dwindling down now but i mean people will watch seven seasons of one show but they'll complain about a three-hour movie yeah but the difference is i i think depending on what show you whether it's half hour an hour you dictate how much of the story you want to see at any given setting. Mm, okay. Versus a movie, that, yeah. you have to commit to those. You have to see the full movie. Right. <laughs> Not granted, you could fall asleep if the movie sucks or like you're like flipping through channels. You ever turn off a movie you don't like? Or do you finish it? Through? I finish it. Really? I finish it. I am, uh, is it masochist or sadist where you like to harm yourself? Uh, <laughs> I think it's a say, um, masochist. I think it's a sadist. I'm a sadist. We're a bunch of baby. fucking idiots. Hang on. <laughs> Wait, let's make sure. I'm afraid to Google that. <laughs> a person who derives from pleasure, and especially, uh, no, you're not a sadist. You are a masochist. I am a masochist. A sadist is something else. Where if I see a really bad, I will that's, watch it through. Yeah, it's definitely not something we're going <laughs> to. definitely not saying that word on a. So, so what's interesting is I love movies. I love all kinds of movies. So I will give a movie a chance if there's something interesting. Like, mm. I kind of want to see where this goes. See, I'll drop a movie. Even ten if, minutes in, I'll drop a movie if I hate the movie ten minutes before it ends. If I you won't even see the ending. I've done that uh, a few times. Um, I, I have given up on movies where I'm like, why the fuck am I watching this? I'm done. Like, uh, what was it? The um, it was that most recent. Um, bear with me one sec. Da, 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 da. Uh, there was. Is it the tomorrow? Yeah, the tomorrow war. 
Oh god, that was that looked terrible. I didn't even want to touch it. Is that the tomorrow? Yeah, the tomorrow. The one with Chris Pratt. Yeah. So I wa- I'm watching. So I'm like, okay, I'll give this movie a shot. Time, you know, time travel action movie. All right, let's see where this goes. You just love time travel, don't you? Uh, I kind of <laughs> don't, but I'm. It's a hard subject to write about, so I'm always curious for science fiction to do. It's like one of the more tougher science fiction stories to write. Yeah, because there's a there's a cause and effects uh, and it's, element. It's, I'm to curious it. where they go with it. Yeah. And I remember watching Tomorrow War, and I'm just watching this whole thing, and I'm like, first off, it couldn't pick up, it could not pick what type of movie it wanted to be. It well, had that's so many you know, stories. It's, it's and I remember the movie, <laughs> the movie. I think I had maybe 20 minutes left, and for some reason, I had to stop it for some reason. Like and something you happened, go back to it. and I I made a point. I'm like, oh, I should go back. I'm like, no, I don't want to go back. However, no. <laughs> I to a movie recap on YouTube. Everything comes full circle. And man. watched the recap of the movie just to see how it ended and being like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't waste an additional 20 minutes. Yeah. No, I've dropped movies that I'm just like, I just don't have time. Like, you gotta... If and I'm, I'm not one of these, like, you have to hook me in the first five minutes. I, no, neither am I. I give you an hour. But, man, you I, know, yeah, I will commit to a movie watching it for the most part. Now, here's a, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Say you're... Maybe you're flipping through something and you catch a movie midway and it's interesting. Will you will you like finish it to the end and then go back and watch the beginning, or will you stop? Like this movie's good. I want to see it from the beginning. And uh, then go I back. will probably in that scenario stop, stop and go yeah. from the beginning. Okay, yeah. I'm weird because I, especially late at night, where you're just like, I just need something to watch for another half hour or something, mm. and then you'll catch maybe midway or towards the end of something and you're like oh, this looks pretty interesting maybe i'll catch it up again i will i will do that for sure have you recently had a movie where you had um like were you pleasantly surprised by like an accident movie like something you just found and you're like oh my god this movie's amazing uh yes when was the last time that happened oh uh, i'm gonna try and... i can't i'm trying to think of when that happened to me and i'm sure i know it's happened i'm just trying to remember when. yeah 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 um hmm. oh my god it was recent too. That's why I'm trying to think of the. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Now this is a movie I totally didn't have any knowledge about. Or something you like? I mean, that's or that I knew era, about and I listen, forgot about it, and then I picked it up again. Yeah, I mean, it would be more like I mean, because in this era, it's impossible to know nothing about a particular movie, right? Um, but I think it would be more in the lines of just like. You just a movie you watch and you're like, whoa, this was actually better than it should have been. Or yeah, there was um there was a Netflix movie I saw that had uh, Mary Elizabeth Win- Winston. Mm-hmm. It was an action movie. Uh, I forget the name of it. She, oh, um, she, play, she it, plays. It's, it's kind of like Crank. Yes, you remember that Jason Statham movie? Yes, I know it's what you're talking same about. Concept. Um, oh my god, that just came out too. Um, I remember watching that. I was like, this is not half bad. That was um. Oh my god, Kate. Kate, there we go. Thank you. Yes. Um, that that was a. That's actually. I caught like I at midnight, and I was like, hey. that I think is a based on a. It could be wrong because there is Magna. No, well, there is a. Uh, there's an animated film. It's an anime called Kate. That's it's a rough movie. Like it, it, it kind of goes into some topics that we're not going to yeah, discuss sure. here. I uh, mainly watched it because I'm a big Mary Elizabeth Winston fan. She's great. She's a great actor. She's a great. Actor. <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Uh, sure. Um, what else did I see? That kind of was just like, oh, that that was not bad. 
Fuck. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be a good example. It's just a kind of a movie that you just had no faith in, and you're like, whoa, like yeah. that was too good. Yeah. I, I'll give you mine. Like, I remember, and this was like, you know, uh, when the pandemic first hit, it's like, all right, let's play some catch up on some old movies. Mm-hmm. And King Kong Skull Island. Yeah. That yeah, movie, I think so, we talked about that. That yeah. movie has no right to be as good as it is, but it is. Yeah. And I was like, remember watching halfway through it and be like, it was good. <laughs> like, you know, when you, you're ready to watch like a crappy yeah. movie, you're just like, I'm just yeah. watching this for the yeah. whatever. And I'm like, well, this is actually legit good. Another another franchise, like the King Kong and Godzilla franchises. I mean, Godzilla's so, man. I love those guys. I watch every Godzilla People will movie. still watch those monster mm-hmm. monsters. I want to see a big monster fight another monster in a big city. That's yeah. what I want. Like, it's one of those movies I am shutting my brain off. Yeah. 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 And like I said, I love... I mean, it goes back to my love of dinosaurs or like big creatures. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. You know, granted, the CGI has developed more and it's you can do cool stuff with it. Like I was the biggest Pacific Rim defender when it first came out with Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Like a lot of people were kind of like 50-50 on it. I was like, hell yeah, let me see like, robots. Not to be that guy, but like, I'm going to be that guy. A lot of anime fans were like, this shit's been done. We have like 30 movies like this. Whereas, like, American fans are like, this is the most crazy thing. Well, like, true, yeah, we've true. Seen but before. it's a live action thing. No, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a it's, decent, it's a it high production brain, value yeah. kaiju movie. I'll and it's Guillermo del Toro, so everyone shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. He's yeah. part of the three amigos, uh, Mexican filmmakers that uh, watch their movies. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another movie I saw that was, like, pleasantly surprised. Mostly, I go hunting for TV shows now, obviously, because that's just how we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but See, I'm more of a fan of a miniseries that ends. Mm. Like that's why I like that. Like HBO's doing that now. Like they're doing a lot of just because, like, listen, Game of Thrones is over, so their bread and butter's gone. Uh, but they're like, oh, it's coming back soon. It's coming <laughs> like back. Two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's very much like they. The fact that they do uh, limited series, I think, is great because. There's something with me, I guess maybe like it doesn't like it, something with my anxiety where knowing that there's it's not a finality. I think it's it can't be a time sink for me. So okay. I can't dedicate like I don't like a show where it's like, all right, so you have to watch the first three seasons and then it gets good. Like I hate that shit. I'm not right. dedicating five seasons to a show. I don't have time and I really start to lose interest. Like it, it takes and also it takes a lot for me to like actually to like a TV show, no. uh, but something about like a limited series where I like because the writer actually doesn't have to stretch. There's no wasted time mm-hmm. in a limited series. Like everyone loves Breaking Bad and like Mad Men, like those like heavy shows and the Game of Thrones to a point. There's tons of filler in those shows. <laughs> yeah. Because they'll have a couple seasons and they're like, all right, we need to come up. All right, I got to do 13. I got to do 12 episodes this season. I really don't have enough story beats I, I, for yeah, like six. I, 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 I know what you're this. saying because I think that's what happened with Game of Thrones where the, the writers and executive producers just wanted the show to end because they ran out of their source material with the books. And that's why, in my opinion, people have other opinions. The last couple seasons weren't as strong as the previous five or so is because essentially they could have kept going game of they thrones could have done could have been seasons, they could have yeah and they could have gone and they could have yeah. explored more if you watch they did the um hbo release like a documentary on the filming of the last season and it's great because it shows you like what and it's not just the actors but it's showing like the production team and like how fucking tough those sh- shoots were yeah like 
at the end of it, yeah, you, know, you see them all sad that it's over, but you kind of like see it where you're like, it's exhausting. Like that's sure. the thing. Like so, you get these like fan bases where it's like, yeah, you should redo the most expensive TV show I in history. Fucking hate. And I'm when, like, okay, yeah. yeah, and I, I, I fucking hate when fan petitions like, let's redo this. Like season. that's no. gonna go anywhere. It, but no. My thing is, is like, well, with the Snyder cut. Well, you, well, the Snyder cut. I think that was straight up publicity, but. Which is fine, whatever. Hey, man, get your bread, get it out there, do your thing. (laughs) My thing, so with, like, the Game of Thrones stuff, I was laughing because it's like you're watching. There's just the sheer exhaustion of these teams. And, like, even the actors are shot, you know? But it's like they had one woman. Her sole job was to make sure Khaleesi's hair was perfect every scene because of how intricate those hairs was. That was someone's job. So she's up in East Bumfuck Greenland. Like on these shoots, making sure her hair is perfect. Like this is the how like detailed oriented the show was. Like the crew is done, man. Yeah. Like at this point, like who's like yeah, yeah, you know, HBO said, Oh, we would have kept making it. Well no shit. Like it's like yeah. the amount I, of work just, that went into that show. Yeah, I, it, and I feel I feel I do feel a little bit of sympathy, not a lot, a little bit of sympathy with Benoff and Weiss, mm-hmm. the creators of Game of Benoff right has written one of my favorite books of all time. And he doesn't get enough credit for his actual novel, his novel writing. He's actually a brilliant writer. He wrote a uh, book called um, City of Thieves. Mm-hmm. It's a fictional story that takes place in in Russia during World War II in the city of Leningrad. Quick five-second thing. The siege of Leningrad, the city was sieged for two years during World War II. Mm-hmm. People were eating each other in the fucking city. Leningrad's a massive city. And it's a fictional story about this one guy and a soldier... And they have like a little simple quest. They have to get eggs for the mayor of Leningrad's like daughter's wedding. It's like an impossible <laughs> task. And it's their like story of doing it. It's an amazing book. Don't worry, it'll be a movie or I'm actually surprised soon. it's not, but uh yeah, but David Benioff wrote that. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah, um, I, I don't question he also wrote the I don't, 25th hour. Like the I don't question just, his ability yeah. as as a writer and creator because you have you look at the first five seasons of Game of Thrones, that's really solid yeah. writing and really, you know, story short. The problem was once they ran out of source material and once, because I know they had discussions with George R.R. Martin about like how he was planning to end it. But at the same time, you know, they had to also think, how can we show the progression of the story in a TV medium with a budget, Mm -hmm. you know, and how many seasons left? And I do kind of feel for them because they're like, okay, well, fuck, we got to come up with a continuing story from what already has been established. You know, and, don't forget, you and also our have actors of... who have contracts. Exactly. And you have to give these people screen time. So it's like, why do you think it's a convenient that a lot of the big actors of that show, like at the end, like, oh, big prominent actors aren't being killed every season anymore. Like, that, that yeah, kind of went away because they're like, oh, was, like... Um... <laughs> You know, and I seriously pl- doubt that was beneficial. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. De- contract armor. <laughs> um, yeah. Why do you think like, you know, it's like they even said too publicly that. Yeah. Um, spoilers that when they kill um, Ned Stark in the first season, mm-hmm. they go. Uh, yeah, we'll never do that again. Like, are you kidding me? We spent an entire season writing and building up this character just to kill him off. And then we have and then fine. But the next season, we have to find their new character to build up and do it all again. Like, we're never doing that again. And I don't blame them. They're like, yeah, we learned a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Listen, you can say what you was about the last season. I was in the camp of this show needs to end. Because TV show, because that, that that I didn't ha- I didn't I didn't mind it that it ended in eight seasons. Yeah. I minded certain I, decisions right. of the story. Oh no, absolutely. Like, but I like you said, it was such a big, massive production and a game change. I would say another one of those game changer shows. See, here's the thing: without Game of Thrones, you don't get the Star Wars shows. You don't because the Star Wars shows cost more 
than the Game of Thrones exactly. shows. Exactly. But, but without, because of the success of the Game of Thrones, like, we can make some we heavy will money give on you this. money to make The Mandalorian because <laughs> The Mandalorian was made in a time where Star Wars was kind of iffy. Yeah. You know, they just finished. This was a Hail sequel. Mary. It was a they Hail Mary. They just finished sequel movies that there were a lot of criticism within the Star Wars fan base and studio base. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, all right, we're going to give money to John Favreau, of all people, who, who yes, he did jumpstart the Marvel thing with Iron Man, but at the same time, he's kind of, we don't, we're not sure. And lo and behold, they, they're no, back. Abs- that absolutely worked. Well, that always, was, they've always been there. but I mean, that, that was definitely like a Hail Mary. They're like, all right, like the movies are yeah. fucking plummeting. We got to fix this. Um so it's I totally get why like with Game of Thrones like yeah the, like there's a ton of story points they don't finish and even without the ending like that that whole which I think the ending does make some sense like I mean listen everyone kind of gets a little annoyed that Khaleesi goes mad and all that shit well here's the thing she's been crucifying people for three fucking seasons but no one cares but now all of a sudden she's evil like no she's been insane from day one like there's actually some very good writing and some really good foreshadowing in that show I don't it's one of these shows that I think it's a time and a place thing because no one's rewatching that show anymore. And I don't think it has anything to do with the ending. I think it's because of the, how the show is written. Like no one's rewatching Lost. It's it's one of these shows where it's like if you're not in the moment, it kind of goes away. Yeah. Because I was always saying that's when good, it was that's a good point. A, a part of me wanted it to end because I was getting really just it was kind of exhausting listening to everyone get into it. You know, like people like, "Oh man, Game of Thrones is the greatest thing out there," and it's like, well, it was a community. It show. It was a community show, which I, I kind of like. I, I I'm I, cool. I, it helps the momentum, but a part of me was like, "Can this show end already?" Because like I'm starting to not care. Like, but I it, could tell that certain scenes and certain stories were rushed and fast forwarded because of that. And I think that makes the oh it hurt the show. Suffer, yeah, oh no, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah, it didn't. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. did. But a part of me was like, this this show needs to end now. And I'm like one of these people that if a show has more than three seasons, uh, and I know I'm wrong on that one, but I'm like, a lot no, of I I actually agree with you. I think, I think it's five to, for me. <laughs> uh, five is is the benchmark for me because I think you have to have. I think you should end at five. Like you should be ending you, at five. exactly like five seasons. You have like the first season establishing the world, establishing mm-hmm. the characters. The second season you have like the main antagonist or the main plot moving. The third you have like the big moment, and then the last two are kind of like reaching the end, or you know you you're now the experienced character. Now you have to go through another. Right. So, so it's the hero's journey. I know it's lame. Everyone's but it every works. every freaking it, filmmaker it, it works and writer has heard it, but it works because it helps you structure. And mm-hmm. that's one of my biggest problems as a writer is structure because you have all these crazy ideas and you want to write them down. Like yeah. I'm sure when you know you and other people are building like a a D and D campaign. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have all these ideas, but you want to have structure too. You don't. Just oh yeah, like you can't just throw everything. Throw the, everything yeah. all at once, yeah. you know. And same thing when you're writing a script or something. Like I do an outline before I even write the script. Mm-hmm. I do an outline of like you know. Yeah, where's one, the story going? Do, like yeah, where, where's it going? Where the characters can't where, be too heavy. Where the triggers, transitions in the next scenes, all that stuff. Because if you just try and write on a whim, it's going to be all over the place. Yes. I remember I wrote a script in college uh, in my screenwriting class, and it's like it's a good story, but it's a little all over the place. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And and you know, so structure to me is like one of the big things you want to get when you're building not just a movie but a TV show because mm-hmm. you want to have that character arc. That's why I tell everyone Breaking Bad had the perfect story and character arc. You started out as one person, ended, as and that's another. where I think where it comes back to my view on miniseries mm-hmm. is that that allows. Yeah, like I think it's the perfect medium because you don't have to worry about like movies. I believe sometimes it's a time crunch. Like I have to get you invested in the first 10 minutes and then I have to do three acts in 90 minutes. Right. We got to bang this out. So, right. and it's hard. 
No, it's because you have to. Hard. I need to. I need you guys to be invested into the characters, but I only have really fifteen minutes to do it. Whereas a limited series, you get the best of both worlds. You get the time to build a story, but you don't have the time crunch of a movie. But you also don't have to worry about stretching right. because, or all right, what I really want to do is at the big ending point of the story, my main character is going to do the grand sacrifice, right? Yeah. But the problem is, is like, all right, with a television show, that could be my ending. I don't know when that ending is even going to happen, if it's going to happen or when it will happen. Right. So I could get renewed for a second season. Cool. Am I getting renewed for a third? Am I getting a fourth? Oh, shit. I think I'm getting renewed for a fourth, so I'm going to write out and I'm filming and I'm ready to go. My big ending will come in season five, maybe. And I, oh, actually, we're, we're deading you now. And I never yeah, get to that ending. It's so funny. I remember listening to something about Stranger Things. And if you haven't seen the recent... I haven't yet. You haven't yet? Well... Then I'll keep it brief, but essentially they said that the Duffer Brothers, is that? Duffer Brothers. Duffer Brothers? Mm -hmm. The Duffer Brothers had an idea in mind in season one, but they weren't sure they're going to have a season two. Right. So they introduced the idea in season one. and Give you a little taste. Yeah, yeah, give you a little taste. And if this show gets up and running, we'll progress that idea and make it like grow. And it's like, it sucks that you had, they had to do that. But with like a miniseries, they don't have to worry about that. So that's why I think when you, if you're going to do a, if you're going to take a book and make it into something, a miniseries is the best way to do it. Yeah. Because you get essentially, you have enough space to build characterization for everything you need Mm -hmm. and you know you can get your, you don't have to worry about filler. You don't have to worry about like extending a plot line or character. You know, I mean, it's the reason why every big show, the main actors always die at the end. Yeah. You know, because you can't kill them all in the middle. Nope. Because shit, I got another set. Unless you create, unless you create a legacy thing, which I'm which kinda... is a lot of people don't like doing because they yeah. get really nervous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, things that should end, uh, I think our <laughs> yeah, I think we're hitting our time. Even though this is a very interesting conversation, we'll pick we can pick it up can and, pick and it let up. another. Do you have another homework assignment for you that okay. you should try? Um, well, when are you gonna do my the one I send you the bear? Huh? Oh, because you have to watch. We watch. I got a yeah. That's that's a group watch. So, but we do plan on getting to it. Uh, there's one show. Now bear with me on this one. It if you is, say Cobra Cry, we're not we're no, ending no. the podcast altogether. <laughs> Give me a little room, bro. Listen, I've had too many people now no. say I know. I've I've you, watched. We, we ride or I die. Have, yeah. We ride or die on that show. Yes, Dan? I have seen enough of those episodes. Dan, we ride or die and not seeing Cobra Cry. You, I don't have to worry about you not watching this. You're not going to watch <laughs> it because you shouldn't. Um, Why are people still anyway? Uh, anyway, so okay, so bear with me on this show. Okay, it's an anime. It's an anime, okay. But it has an ending, and it only has 12 episodes. Uh, what uh, medium? What uh, streaming service? Um, I believe it is on Crunchyroll, but it is also on my Plex server. So I'll watch it. Because I server. actually own it. So. Okay, what's um, the name? It's called Odd Taxi. Odd Taxi. Odd Taxi. Okay. okay. So the premise is, it's a Keep world- it very short, too. Yep, I got you. It's Pitch a, it to me, Dan. It's a modern, it's, a, it's a, an anima, animophobic world, so it's all like animals. That walk like humans. So, okay. You know, so it deals with a cabbie in Japan uh, who's a walrus. There's no humans. No humans. It's all just all, but it's like mixed animal. You know, so think like Zootopia, but anime style. Okay, 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 okay. And it deals with a taxi cab driver. It deals with uh, a crime, like a crime boss. It deals with a kind of an underling of, of a crime. It deals with someone who wins the lottery. It deals with um, uh, a bunch of uh, girls that are in like a girl group. Um, but it is the closest to a Quentin Tarantino-esque story that anime's ever gotten to. Okay. It's winning, like, it's won, like, Best Anime of the Year. It's 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 won some serious accolades. The dialogue is very similar to a uh, Pulp Fiction. It's, it's kind of like a Pulp Fiction story. 
Okay. Where it's multiple characters in this world, in this city, taking place over like a week. Um, and every episode kind of set, it deals with this cabbie who's like a walrus and he's just kind of driving around and he's mm-hmm. doing his job. Uh, but like he, it's about all the people in his life and how, and their stories and how everything is like intertwined. Okay. And there's a pretty cool ending. Don't Google anything about the show, but that is the best I can say. The soundtrack's pretty chill. Give it two episodes. They're 22 minutes long. Dubbed or subtitles? I have to watch it. Um, you can do either. I watched it dubbed. Okay. The voice acting's really good. All right, good. Um, yeah, enemies, uh, I'm not too worried about dubs versions. I mean, there are professional live voice action actors for where I'm like... Boy, live action is a little rough, but the animated dub, the translation's really good. Um, I would like for you to see that show before our next recording. Okay. That, that is your homework. I know that's not really the best pitch, but it's a really good show. I just finished it, and... Uh, yeah, it goes some places. Like it deals with like this guy who's a doctor, but he's a gorilla. You know, but it's you know, okay. it's that. All right, don't tell me more. I'll, I'll check but, it out. Yeah, it's just I have a three-hour flight in a couple of days. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if you want, yeah, definitely. I think it's on. Although I'll be on, editing our second yeah, episode. <laughs> I believe real quick, Odd Taxi is streaming on Crunchyroll. Uh, but if it's, if it's not, on your Plex it's server, also on my I'll Plex. It um, is it on? It's good to have friends, folks, with Plex services. Yes, I actually legitimately own this, so thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's on my Plex server, and it's also on Crunchyroll. Um, you can get like a trial for like a week. Odd Taxi, okay. Yeah, Odd Taxi. It's 13 episodes. They're about 22 minutes long. Um, oh, they're short. That's great. No, yeah, it's it's like it's animes are not crazy long. So what's less? The animation's really good. The storytelling's really like it's refreshing. You know, it's there's no like cringe like like fan service creepy shit in it. Like it's just it's it's a really well written show, and I think you would appreciate the writing very cool. much. Cool. I will check it out, and um, we'll report back on our next episode. Yeah. But uh, once again, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see, you see you on the next, next one. one.